1: How oh, you doing? And not to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world
2: where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. Welcome
3: in, Panther fans, to the Longest Running Panthers Podcast. We may not be football experts, but we are expert football fans. And tonight's show, can Carolina climb the ranks? Giro Evero, coming back? Never left, according to Dan Morgan. Maybe this defense can keep some continuity as we get a new coaching staff. It's Super Bowl week. Christian McCaffrey, Steve Wilkes, a lot of former Panther interests, even your boy, Sammy Dimes, Sammy Darnold, is going to get maybe a Super Bowl ring. They are favored. I will not bet on them because I have learned my lesson when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, did you know the NFL is going to South America? Could the Carolina Panthers? Can the Carolina Panthers or will the Panthers have two international games in a year? It could be a possibility. And, man, the roaring riots down there scoping things out. So I want to know why. What's going on? And Pro uh, Senior Bowl, all the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective.
1: My name's Tony Dunn. This is my wheel man, Cody Lack. What's up, my my dude, my friend? Tony Dunn. Hey, listen, it's only right that the Panthers do more international games. Because the C3 Panther fandom is international. We have fans in the UK, fans in Canada. Man, we have fans all over the world, baby. And you know all around our great nation. Dude, uh, the Super Bowl is fast approaching. I know you're pretty much picking KC, and I understand. But I'm going to make the argument that there are many reasons tonight why, Pan- why Panther fans everywhere should indeed be pulling for the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Averro, All that with the best damn Panther fans and all of YouTube. Tony Dunn, you know him. I love him. It's our guy, Panther Pickle, Drew, Blind Panther Vlogs. Joey, what's up? Alex Max Pro, Easy Did That. What's up, boy? GSB Lou, It's town Texans. Harvey London, Matt Knows Nothing, N.C. Hager, 22, Nick Lyon, Tim Stellings, and Panther Guy, 73, Tony Dunn. and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll.
3: The number's 252-228-5098. We want to hear your thoughts on uh, basically the new news of Jiro Everett returning or continuing, should we more accurately say, as defensive coordinator Dan Morgan addressing the media. Really not much to mine from that, in my opinion. But maybe you guys got something to say about it. We want to hear what you think about the Carolina Panthers should do in free agency. A lot of people are already talking trades. I hate this time of year as we have to look at all of these draft picks that aren't going to be good. It's all we have. Prospects that 98% of them are going to not turn out to be anything. But somehow we're going to continue to be like, this is the best dude, as he's going to be picked at 33. Look, Dan Morgan's got that crazy look in his eyes. I want you to crazy smash that thumbs-up button. Cody Lack, let's jump into tonight's show. Most pressingly, uh, Ejiro Evera will return as defensive coordinator under new head coach Dave Canales. Um, Look, most of the staff under the defense will continue, will stay, according to Joe Person, The Athletic. Dan Morgan on WFNZ called him the best defensive coordinator in the league. Look, these guys clearly are trying to stay on Ajiro Evero's good side, and I don't blame them because I don't know if there's a ton of great – look, you don't need to rebuild every – look, this guy's good at his job. He's been good at Denver. He was good in Carolina. He isn't part of the problem. And you go out there and, look, you're seeing the damn Patriots hire Ben McAdoo, which people shit on him unnecessarily, but, hey – We don't need to be looking for this. We need to be focusing on getting Bryce right and getting that offensive offense right.
1: Yeah, and listen, it's obvious that everyone in the organization thinks very highly of him, and it doesn't surprise me that Dan Morgan says that about him. I think these dudes love him. And, Tony, we've said it before. Instead of changing everything uh, every single offseason, I believe they really did enjoy the continuity of essentially revamping your offense and your offensive coaches and then maintaining some shred of continuity on your defense. Uh, we're continuing with this 3-4 that Panther fans are still kind of in on, kind of out on, and still growing on others. But uh, this is from uh, Joe Pershing in The Athletic. He uh, says, Panthers coach Dave Canales didn't know zero Vero very well, well before he was hired nearly two weeks ago. But he played... But he was plenty familiar with the Vero's defense. He said, I played against Panthers twice. uh, And the job that EJ Vero did with the defense uh, was really hard to deal with. Uh, Great sound football, playing hard, some great players in some great spots, and just the whole thing coming together. And this has been multiple times now that he has mentioned Vero. So, yeah, Tony, this is not surprising. And um, I mean, I'm hoping to see some advancements in our defense this year, stopping the run and really being able to affect the quarterback far more than we did. I believe we had a big low number of sacks uh, this season, so not hitting the quarterback enough. Hopefully, uh, EJ will be able to build on that this year.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, is I, I think that the transition to the 3-4 defense is going to require time and the right personnel, right? So it's not you know, like you can just flip-flop defenses all of a sudden like you go from man to zone in a single play. Look, there's a reason that Steve Wilson's is running a ton of zone out there. He thinks that that personnel matches up the best with that. But, you know, I thought that the defense, or I think everybody believed the defense performed well enough given that it was a transitional year. Right. Is if anything, uh, we came into the year, I think, giving the defense a little bit more grace as they were transitioning from a 4-3 to a 3-4 or whatever the hell they were doing, a 2-2-5 or whatever the fuck they were doing in the past. But look, is that transition is it's going to take a little time, I think, as you continue to add the right pieces that that's going to get better. The reason Panther fans have some trepidation when it comes to the three, four defenses. We're not familiar with it, right? Is the only familiarity we have with the three, four is that it always stomps our offense, but somehow every time we try to implement it, we're no good at it. The Carolina Panthers, though, we're getting better. I think they're going to need to add some pieces on defense. They're going to need some linebackers in here. Some guys that are a little bit faster can play in some space. They're going to need some big bodies up front. And, look, hopefully, Jiro Everett is going to have his finger on the pulse to help continue that transition in the first place. The Carolina Panthers, though, blocked him, Cody, from several yeah. BC interviews, requests. He did interview for some head coaching jobs. Um, Dan Morgan on WFNZ Kyle, ba- Kyle Bailey show said that he expects him to be a head coach in the future. Okay. Uh, for me, I just want to know is what is his – emotion about being in Carolina. Right. And not that I don't think he's a cut bait and run guy, but is, is he disappointed that he chose to come to Car- Carolina in the first place that it went so bad with Reich. And then I think he's not disappointed because he looks at his bank account and he got $9 million over three years. He's like one of the top paid defensive coordinators. It's yeah. not the top paid. He's not leaving because of the money, but you want to hope that people have good. You want good morale.
4: Right. Sure.
1: And, and Tony, I think that he's able to say, look, I did my job and I'm still getting head coach interviews, you know, from Seattle, from Atlanta division rival. And let's be real. And I know we've had that debate before about how good the defense actually is. But considering the number of injuries that we had on that side of the football this year, Shaq Thompson, JC Horn, Brian Burns missed a game or two. Uh, Mark his hands. Like, dude, so many people. On Bell. Yeah. Uh, take, in and out all season. Jackson. I mean, and the fact that we were still, and again, I know you said that there's missing context to this, but the fact that we were one of the teams that wasn't giving up a lot of pass yards. I mean, my point is, is that if, if Vero, he's going to be, he was able to come to the table and say, look what our defense was able to be given all the inadequacies that we had on that side of the football. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I, I'm not out on three forward defense just yet. I want another edge rusher, Tony, another compliment for Brian Burns. That is if we're not trying to replace Brian himself, um, get some more edge rushers. And I would like to see us blitz more. Blitz Frankie Luvu, Blitz a Jeremy Chin, who probably isn't going to be back next year. Big
3: questions. Big questions. In fact, that's probably even more court pressing to the Carolina Panthers is who are they going to retain that are, yeah. and I'll, I'll read over some of those free agents, but I think you brought up a good point And that is, look, is if anybody is uh, understands what this defense needs to get better and what they could use to make their job even b- more prosperous And he did do a good job, right? Like, he wasn't the problem. The problem was maybe a lack of talent. The problem is that you put your defense on the field all the time. It wasn't that he was unprepared and different things like that. So I think that if there's anybody that understands how to kind of inch in the right direction, Evero is a good guy for that. It's just one of those things. You never know how personalities mesh, how they gel. And I think we learned that lesson a lot for the Carolina Panthers this past year when you brought in all of these big-name resume guys and somehow it just didn't work. So uh, happy. I'm happy about this because I don't know who we would have gotten had it not been him. And, yeah, you know, so I mean, look, is we just hope that that relationship blossoms under D- Dave Canales. And there's one thing that helps morale, and that is winning.
1: Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely, so- man.
3: Let's keep rocking and rolling. I saw this today, um, or yesterday.
1: Hey, Philadelphia. Muito Eagles. Obrigado.
3: we say it again. Muito obrigado. I don't even know what that means.
1: Yeah, me neither.
3: No. <laughs> okay. Uh, no breve Brazil. Brazil. Man, I know what you know. We just lost our entire yeah, international off- audience as I just destroyed that. Uh the Thanks Philadelphia much, Eagles the are way. will muito, be the first yeah. NFL team, NFL game. Uh in South America in Brazil, we'll see you soon they they tweeted out uh, the Eagles, this will be a home game for the Eagles now, then you pull pull up their schedule. The Eagles will be facing these teams. We know who they're facing, I guess on the road. These are potential. It says this the Eagles are a home team. This is Eagles nation um on Twitter. they said the Eagles are the home team for this game, meaning they lose one actual home game at the link. The Carolina Panthers lose a home game as they will be going to Germany this year. Possible opponents are Cowboys, Giants, Commanders, Browns, Falcons, Jaguars, Steelers, Packers, and Panthers. Would the NFL give the Carolina Panthers two international games in a single season? I don't know, but I do know that Josh Klein, Zach Luttrell, and the Roaring Riot were just in Brazil last week. What the hell were they doing down there? Were they cool it for next year, maybe? Or could the Panthers play two international games? Do you think they would do that to a team, two international games in one season?
1: Let me tell you, I would love to go if they did. An opportunity to go to paradise? Oh, dude. And did you know it's the plastic surgery capital of the world?
3: Yeah. I mean, those butts ain't just growing on trees out there.
1: They're (laughs)
3: growing in doctor's offices.
1: They're growing wherever silicone grows. Uh, But, yeah, dude, I mean, I would love that, dude. Uh, I mean, listen, I've been a big fan of Brazilian culture for a long time as an MMA fan and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And, uh, I mean, just the fact that this product of American football is now finally being transported all over the world. And, Tony, they're going to sell out stadiums. Like those giant soccer stadiums that they have in Brazil, it's going to be in one of those, and it's going to be filled with people, man. The NFL has a international fan base now, so I'm well, guess what? I hope it happens.
3: We have a Latino coach. We guess have an are. ambassador. We have an ambassador. The Panthers sending the the NFL hoping to line up Dave Canellis as the ambassador to Latin America, maybe. I don't know <laughs>
1: Interesting
3: stuff. What is up next?
1: I mean, I'm down to up next on the program. Uh, Panthers need more players, but Dave Canales and Dan Morgan have to figure out what to do with theirs. Uh, and then, uh, Joe went on to rank the Panthers top 10 free agents.
3: All right. I'll give them to you in order of his ranking, but be sure to go subscribe to the athletic, continue to support, uh, beat writers, local beat writers. Um, Long form journalism. We're a long form podcast. Not journalists, but expert football fans. Uh Joe Person, cool dude, very knowledgeable of the Panthers. Um also doesn't always play it safe either, right? So he's not just a homer guy. right? uh number one, Brian Burns. Number mm. two, Frankie Louvu. Number mm-hmm. three, Jeremy Chen. Number four, YGM. does he have any
1: Justifications for
3: yeah. these, yeah. We'll go through it real quick. I'll okay. just give you the top five and then we'll talk about each one real quick. Is okay. uh Brian Burns, Frankie Louvu, Jeremy Chin, YGM, DJ Chark. Those are the top five in his <laughs> mind. Okay. Uh he says this is um even after it, this is what he says on Burns. He says, even after a down season by his standards, Burns should land in the top 10 of lead-wide free agents and draw significant interest from teams looking for a young pass rusher just hitting its prime. But it's hard to see the Panthers letting him go hit the market given the value of pass rushers. Morgan was the number two in the Panthers front office when Scott Fitterer turned down the Los Angeles Rams. I'm so sick of hearing about this. So the Panthers could try and tag and trade Burns, it seems more likely they'll let him play under the franchise tag if they can't get a deal done.
1: Yeah, I think so. The non, To me, the non-conditional or non-exclusive uh, exclusive franchise,
3: I think it is. Yeah.
1: I hope that's what we do, man, because I want some team who's really, really hungry to be able to go forward and say, hey, this is what we'll give you and maybe potentially get some first-round picks for it. Well, them. I think you get and one
3: first-round pick for it. I think. The
1: the the argument that we've been having with Brian Burns Tony is that at the level is he worth the contract? Isn't he worth it? And then if you do move him, you know you have to replace him, and that's been like the biggest specter surrounding us. That if you did move on for Brian, well now not only did you need a compliment at the other outside linebacker position, but now to not have Brian, it's just like. You're having to replace so many defensive players. Yeah, Yeah. I I, I agree. I think the franchise tag is uh, probably the best way to go. Now, number two, listen, man, Frankie Louvu has done nothing but be the most consistent player on the Carolina Panthers for three years straight. Man, I'm sorry, and I know right now we love Dare Brown already, yeah. Listen, Derek Brown was great last year. He was great this year. I think we love that for
3: Derek.
1: But I would say that Frankie Louvu, even under Matt Rule and Phil Snow, was one of our best defensive players, man. And the fact that he started his career as an undrafted free agent, dude, I like him. Uh, We already have a lot of holes at the linebacker core. I don't want to make another one, and I want to retain that homegrown talent. We are the team that built him up to be the player that he is today. I, I want Louvo on the team, man.
3: I think, um, well, one is uh, my bastard son, White Chocolate Expresso, was trying to make the Panthers old as shit. He says, get Clowney and Floyd. Like, yeah, you know what? That We did that with that 2018 Panthers defense where we got uh, – we had Pep on it, I think, which I love Pep. He was still fine. But when we got those, we got uh, Poe. Remember, we yeah, got uh, I, I like oh, yeah, oh. Don Terry Poe, and then we got uh, who was the guy that came from um, Tampa,
1: Gerald McCoy.
3: Yeah, and we all of a sudden it's like all these big names, and we're like, you know what? And they're just old as shit when they're here.
1: Yeah, but um, then Kevin's going to say that both of those dudes were better than Brian Burns, which is fine. Uh And I mean,
3: he's saying this, you can replace eight sacks. I, I I think this is. I think the the trouble with Brian Burns or the problem. That the Carolina Panthers run into him is that his prime is dovetailing with a team that isn't very talented, you yeah. know, and yeah. it kind of just ran stinks. out of time. It just kind of stinks. Like it would if we had other players and our defense was really cooking, and he was a guy that you know, I I don't know. I just uh, I think that I don't know if financially in the long term it would behoove anybody. I don't know if his career would be the best in Carolina or if Carolina would be the best if they signed him to a big contract, but you're right. I mean, the thing is, is you can only replace so much, right? Yeah. And uh, he is a guy that looks the part. I mean, when you see him, he looks the freaking part. He
1: brings the energy, man. He's the guy every Sunday that's shoving dudes in their shoulder pads, smacking them on the helmet, smacking them yeah. on the ass, making them get up and wanting to go out there and dominate, man. Like the Panthers need that. And he's been a leader on our team. Uh, I, I think that we need Frankie Louvu on this team.
5: Oh, okay. Um,
3: so, Frankie, back to Frankie Louvu. The Morgan said this famously. This is uh, Joe Person writing in The Athletic. Go subscribe to The Athletic. Really reasonable. And especially if you're a student or a teacher, they give you a discount. Morgan famously said last week the Panthers need more dogs who play hard and are passionate about the game. He might as well have been talking about Luvu, who was hitting free agency at the right time after two best seasons of his career. Luvu is 27, uh, played every game in 2023, and led the Panthers' uh, career-high 125 tackles. I will go ahead and say this is some people are saying that Luvus get all oh, too old. It's about, man, sc- screw that. You want to talk about the difficulty – you think we don't have any depth at defensive end. Well, guess where we also don't have any depth at? Linebacker. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, I you're going to
1: get rid of another linebacker. Basically,
3: just, is this is, is unless you can sign both of these guys, Cody, yeah. you're going to have a f- regress in talent at that position group. Yeah. So for me, it's this is maybe, I just think Frankie Louva could be a more reasonable signing. And that it just would command less money because of the position. Right. You know, so is that, and then you could work to try to one year wonder, but whoever the mercenaries we go get, we do not go get fucking that, what's his name? Uh, (laughs) Defensive (laughs) end, Chase Young.
1: Chase Young. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, dude, they're probably not going to resign him in San Francisco. I wouldn't.
3: I wouldn't. Uh, Number three on the list was Jeremy Chin.
1: Now we have to talk about this. We
3: have to. All right, here we'll because, we'll we'll put Joe yeah, Perkins' perspective a joke, yeah. up and then we'll talk about it. He says yeah. with all due respect, with all due respect to other players on this list, there's a sizable drop off in star power and perceived interest after Burns and Luvo. True. A couple of years ago, Chen looked like he was on his way to become an upper tier player after finishing second to Chase Young uh in twenty twenty for defensive rookie of the year. But injury sideline chin for 11 games over the past two seasons and scheme scheme change left chin only with a marginal role in Everett's 3-4 defense. While chin might lack elite coverage skills, you have to think there will be teams that will see him as an athletic 6'3", 220-pound frame. His youth he will be 26 this year. Ability play in the box. Vision a role for him. Your thoughts?
1: So, uh, well, uh, real quick before you uh, shout out to Kev who uh, sent me this, that spot rack has Frankie Louvre Lou listed at eleven point two million in uh, market value next year. Again, that's not too steep for me. That's something uh, I think Louvre Lou has, has earned that. I'm not crying over spilled milk when it comes to that. Um, so I I maintain the same idea. But guys, we have to talk about Jeremy Chen. And to all the C3 faithful that have been listening to me on this podcast for a long time knows that I've been down for some position changes, right? I wanted and Kwanu and still want and Kwanu to play left guard. Tony, I think that we made the mistake
3: Yep, with Jeremy um, Chen. I agree. I, know, I think I know where you're going. Continue.
1: I think two years ago, we should have transitioned him to be a linebacker. Yes. Think about what you just read, Tony. Six foot three, two hundred and twenty. a little light in the pants for a linebacker. Yeah, but dude, so was Thomas Davis. Like, if if you're able to he build up the player, out. if you're able to build up the player and transition them to a new position, I mean, listen, we have a history of it. Thomas Davis literally did the exact same thing. Uh, started as Thomas Davis
3: was two thirty.
1: So yeah, but do heavier. you really think that Jeremy Chen at twenty five, twenty six, couldn't put on another ten to fifteen pounds?
3: I don't necessarily think that the NFL needs um that you have to be a heavy a heavy linebacker in the NFL anymore. I think you might need one of them, right? Like I don't think you need three linebackers on your team that are two twenty. Right. But if yeah. you're gonna tell me that Brian Burns can play defensive end at 265, then and that's okay. When historically defensive ends played at 285, then you can then I believe Jeremy Chen could play maybe not middle linebacker, right? I yeah, well, I agree with you hundred percent. But- if you think he's a liability in coverage, but he's athletic enough to across the field, right? He's got speed. He's got this. Right. It's just like, it's just not fair for a guy like him. It's not his attribute. My, it's not thing a corner. Is,
1: my thing is let him hunt because in today's NFL, now that you have these shiftier, faster running backs that are going to force you wide from sideline to sideline, let him be that type of player that just runs back and forth like a Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith also is not a very big linebacker. But the Ravens still value him, and he's one of the best in the NFL. So you know, it's I I think that we should have done it a long time ago. But Tony, going forward, yeah. And
3: then this is the problem: is yeah, and then have another point. Yeah. um, Oh God, why does it say Pro Football References? Unsurged. Continue, because I want to address somebody's uh, yeah. Well,
1: but so so this is what I'm talking about: Uh, the fact that we didn't do that, Tony. The fact that we didn't turn him into a linebacker. Like, what's he going to do now? We saw his snap count drop considerably under Ejiro Vero, and we were excited. We thought that maybe this type of defense would be the kind of defense to get the best out of Jeremy, but that didn't happen. If you're Jeremy Chen, I don't know how or why, you would want to come back to the Carolina Panthers. They do not value him in this defense. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. Anyone in the chat? Anyone. Tell me. No, how you
3: know, this is again, the problem when you change all the parts all the time, right? Is that the vision, the commitment to that player ever. I didn't see his rookie here. Not that he wasn't like he can't evaluate players. he can't look back, but there isn't that commitment to him. And he's probably trying to deal with some other things. It's probably got a lot to do with some other issues in the secondary, right? So you need some guys. I I just think this is whoever the who's the guy that we Dion Jones. You tell me that Jeremy Chin can't do what Deion Jones did. You know, I mean oh, I yeah. Deion Jones, he played linebacker for us. The guy, you know, he wasn't mm-hmm. even that we cut him, brought him back. Look, um, here is the thing is that this, I guess, is where the old hats of football get irritated with the analytics type people. And I saw someone talking about Scott Fitterer's fascination with the RAS score, which I think is unfair. I thought it was Matt rule that had the fascination with the round score. But when you find these athletes, we talked a lot about this when Matt rule was a coach at temple and you're not getting the top recruits, right? You're not getting the top guys, right? Those guys are going to other places. So you got to find guys with traits that you can then teach to play positions. So he liked to identify traits and find these athletes. But what you got is a guy that was a tweener, right? Is like, you're like, Oh, his best, what did they tell us Jeremy Chen's best attribute was? That he was multiple. It's mm-hmm. multiple. But yeah. well, you know what? His Achilles heel is that he's multiple. He's not yeah. great at anything.
1: He didn't. Yeah. He's a jack of all trades, but a master of none. But um, yeah. I wanted
3: to address the comment. Uh, I think it was Dimitri. Maybe who said? Uh, Dimitri contos thank you for mm-hmm. tuning into the show smash the thumbs up button we appreciate everybody's conversation he says this, this dude had one good year wow. uh and has barely played since and we are talking about this guy like he's an all pro i don't really agree with that is because one is that his first season was so good that it was hard to eclipse that it's like you're going to regress to the mean he had he probably
1: 170- should have been the defensive rookie of the year he should
3: have um he was AP number two,
1: but he had, he's all right. So he had a hundred. And who won that? Was that Chase Young?
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's why I say, all right. So look, listen to, actually, we could probably put them up. If you guys want to see them, I'll share my screen here. There's a lot of ads up here though. Um, so Jeremy Chin's rookie year, he had that monster game against Minnesota where he basically scored more points than the entire offense. He had two fumble yep. recoveries and touchdowns. Uh, He had two fumble recovery touchdowns. That was the big killer, or that's what made him stand out so much, and he played in 15 games. He had 117 combined tackles, 68 solo tackles, two tackles for loss. His second, his sophomore year, which he played at free safety, Uh they moved him, or at least that's how he's listed, was not bad. He had 107 tackles that year, seven more solo tackles, he had six tackle for losses. The only thing is, is he didn't have those two touchdowns, right? So it's like hard when you're so good out the gate, it's hard to you regress to the mean. But then he was hurt in 2022, and then this new coaching staff didn't like him in 2023. So I don't think it's just. I understand your point. Is that look? Is there's not enough evidence to say this guy is fucking great?
2: I mean, can do all is, this
3: stuff and put him in the Thomas Davis category. Sure, but. You know, Thomas Davis, his career was sidelined by injuries, and it wasn't until the end. People would have called Thomas Davis a yeah. bust for a long time had he not had that resurgence after what, his third ACL or whatever. It just stinks, Cody. And this was a year of tweeners. The same year you wanted, We got the discount version of your boy. I from Simmons. Yeah. yeah. So I don't like this. I I mean, it's really hard for these type of players to thrive in the NFL as new coaching teams, coaching staff comes in. A guy like this can fit into a defense where he's like multiple that's already got the parts, but now you're trying to rebuild it. And you're like, what do we fucking do with it? Do we, you know, and I think you're right. I think the commitment should have been to linebacker early on.
1: Yeah, I do too. And I just, uh, again, Maybe Dimitri's wording. Oh, see, that's the thing, Tony. It's like, that is the narrative around him. Like, that's what the narrative is now, is that Jeremy Chen had that one great season. But he and had two great good it was, seasons. Yeah, but like...
3: His second season was just as good.
1: Right, but it's just, that's, it didn't get as much notoriety as that first one did. It's just, you know, it, in context, people... Yeah, are because the Panthers were declining...
3: You know, it's all about the context a little bit, too. He's putting a new position group. You're making him do. I'm just saying he hasn't had one good season. He has had two seasons that show this mug can play. And then he had a season that had an injury. And then he found himself somehow um, just, you know, playing uh, musical chairs without a chair in this new defense.
1: Yeah, I feel like he's the odd man out. And I feel like if I'm Jeremy Chen, I probably want to go somewhere else. But I, I don't know, man. Like, what what would you even do at this point? How much money I, do you pay no, Jeremy Chen? I think Chen? you let him
3: go. I think you let him go for the good of every party.
1: Well, I think like, you let if Ian go go Thomas can get a one-year short deal, why couldn't Jeremy Chen get, like, a one-year
3: Who? Oh, Ian team. Thomas. Yeah, because I don't think they have one. I don't think Evero has a plan for him. I agree. I agree. You know, I mean, is that it? That's what you give to somebody that you see and envisioning being something, but they phased him out. And he wasn't hurt this year.
1: Jeremy Chen wasn't hurt this year. No, nah, not this year.
3: Yes, it I mean, was. maybe a couple of injuries. You know, maybe a little bit. Yeah, but they, they phased, put him on IR? I think they phased him out, man. I don't think it was just injuries. I think that they thought they were better with Von Bell and Xavier so it's Woods. Was the McCaffrey the
1: thing? Do you think he didn't want to be on this shit team toward the end? No, no. I think that the defensive
3: coordinator thought that week to week they were better with other guys in those personnel. Look, the Troy Pride was this, isn't that his name? Uh, say again. Uh, Oh, that's the old draft pick, isn't it? Uh, who's the guy that Everett brought from Los Angeles that played nickel? Damn he's pretty it. good this year. Troy Franklin? That sound right? Who the hell? Troy Hill. Thank you, Cardiac Cat 13. Troy Hill. They just I think Everett just felt the defense was better with him in there. So he's just the odd man out. But why? Why would you think that, though? Because you're playing in nickel, and you got to play more coverage.
1: Yeah, but like we don't think that he can play nickel. Like you said, that he, nah, was he, can't play, he can not play
3: against tight ends, but he can't line up in the slot against that. What's that guy but that's going to
1: linebacker? But again, like you said, maybe he's a little bit light to play linebacker. Is 220 pounds. Really that light? I don't think so. I no, so. I don't think so either. And I think that's bigger than a lot of really good linebackers, man. He has the size. He has the Not speed. Not bigger
3: than. There's no linebackers under 220. He's six in the foot three. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. I'm, I'm just saying, saying he yeah, has the
1: frame to be Jay, able to put on more more muscle mass as well.
3: I think Everett just said this, is that you didn't teach him to be a linebacker at this point, so we got we to gotta win this week. We're trying to win a game. So this isn't time to develop Jeremy Chen week.
1: Yeah, true. Um All right,
3: you're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com, longest running Panthers podcast on the interwebs. You can check us out on Spotify, iTunes. iTunes is the largest platform that people listen to podcasts when I look at the metrics. It's not even close. Yeah. It's like 90% I- iTunes and uh 6% Spotify. But wherever you get your podcast, we're there. We're here on Tuesday nights on YouTube. Smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the show. Call in at 252-228-5098. How about we take a couple calls before we get further into the show?
1: I love it, man. Let's do it. The number is 252-228-5098 to get your message played on the C3 Panthers podcast. Let's do it.
7: So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's
1: pretty s***. Sh- you shouldn't do that to somebody.
7: And how did that make you
2: feel?
0: Uh, very uncomfortable.
2: So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel?
8: It a feels good, like... Fantastic. Tuesday
9: night.
7: Here for the C three Panthers podcast. Looking for
3: Oh, did I pre- what did I do? I pressed Oh no. I know. That was I got everything right and then my elbow hit it or my
7: What is up, guys? This is Jeez calling in on another fantastic Tuesday night here for the C three Panthers podcast. Looking forward to a great show tonight. I'm super excited. It's the week of the Super Bowl, guys. The week of the Super Bowl is finally here. The yes, best sir. event in football of the year. The Taylor Swift Bowl is upon us. It will be here Sunday. All the chips are pushed into the middle of the table. Will, will the Chiefs win? And then will, will Taylor Swift and Kelsey get married? And, and he will propose at the 50-yard line after the game with all the confetti falling down? Or will the Chiefs lose? to that 49ers team and our beloved Christian McCaffrey. And then she will break up with Kelsey and get with uh, mm. Patrick Mahomes or or maybe Andy or somebody more successful. than is here. Who knows what happens in the Super Bowl, but I'm cheering for Christian McCaffrey 200 yards from the line of scrimmage is what yeah. I hope he's able to accomplish, guys. They've been riding that horse, and I know he's going to be excited for this game, and he is going to perform to the best of his abilities and, and probably absolute excellence like Chris McCaffrey has done for us many times as a Panther. Along with that, Dan Morgan is our GM. Dave Canales, our new head coach here for the Panthers. Uh, some hope and optimism, some skepticism in those hires. Um, it, it, everybody's getting all over the board about those things. Um, and, and it's hard to say. If Dan can establish some kind of culture that, for these Panthers and, and bring back some of that key pounding, well, then for me, that's, success for him as a GM. Um, yes, sir. Can he make some decent draft picks? You know, we spent some time last night with Panther Pickle and shout out the muscles there with us as well. We went through the roster uh, person by person. We went through some of these contracts that were written. Some of these contracts were horrible and have put the Panthers in an awful situation. So our rebuild is going to be slower because of these contracts. What can Brandon Till- Brandon Tillis do when he comes in as to help this general manager and do these contracts? Are we going to see him just set paper ablaze and redo contracts left and right, trying to get things right for the Panthers? Are players going to take deals to stay here? or are, are players going to want top notch money to be here and be a Carolina Panther because of the bad culture we've had in the past? There's so many questions that we have and we just don't know how this is going to play out as of yet. But that's why we need to stay tuned to the C3 Panthers podcast and play Close attention to all these moves. The, each one of these contracts is very important that Brandon Tillis goes over because it is an absolute mess, and we don't have a lot of cap room to sign the big-name players that we need to be successful moving forward. So let's yes, take sir. close attention and shout-out to C3. Keep pounding, C3.
1: Oh, keep pounding, man. Brandon Basseter right there. Dude, we always let these close the show at the end of every Friday free-for-all. Because that man knows how to bring a house down, let me tell you. And by the way, real quick, follow our boys on Twitter for the C3 Spaces, man. Our guys, Panther Pickle, at ill Skills, at Griffin underscore Colby. Man, these boys, just about every day, they're putting up a brand new C3 Spaces on Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it, having these great Panther discussions. But Tony, since you kind of mentioned it at the start of this call, let's just kind of talk about it early, man. Um, I really do think that Panther fans should be pulling for San Fran this Super Bowl. Okay. One, not, all, not just for the easy reasons of Steve Wilkes is there and Christian McCaffrey is there, and we want to see our own finally you know, get, get that Super Bowl victory. But also, I believe that the San Francisco 49ers and how their offense is built schematically is what the Panthers dream of being. And today I put on Twitter, I think the quarterbacks for both of these teams, Bryce Young and um, uh, Brock Purdy, I think they're comparable. I really do. I think that Brock Purdy and Bryce Young have a very similar skill set. And the type of offense that they put around Brock Purdy, I mean, this is part of the reason why I was so high on uh, the Texans offensive coordinator, is because that type of West Coast style Offense, uh, that Shanahan style offense. That's what the Panthers could have really used. Now, I think Dave Canales will do a good job at putting the right pieces around around Bryce. But that's kind of what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to get a bunch of receivers that can separate. You're going to need to be able to depend on running the football. You need a dominant O line, and you're going to need some help with uh, tight ends. Man, you're going to need to continue to build at that, that position. I think Panther fans everywhere should really be pulling for the 49ers, man. Cause I I think that's that they are built how the Panthers are looking to build. If that makes any sense at all.
3: I mean, I could see the, some of the desire and the parallels, like hoping that Dave Canellis is the next Kyle Shanahan. Right. Um, I'm, I mean, I want, I like, look, CMC, I'm root for CMC to have a look, but he's already, I've already rooted for, he's already had the success. See, this is the thing. I don't know if I'm just, I am a contrarian by nature. So, like, once you tell me that I need to do something that I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it.
1: I don't yeah. want to do
3: it. Um, respect, respect. But, like, I've already rooted for CMC and he's already found success. So, like, I don't need, I mean, I guess I'm not rooting against him. Let me put it that way. I just don't know if my heartstrings are so pulling for these guys because there's this attachment. If there is one of the heartstrings, it's for CMC the most. Maybe Wilkes second because, man, that defense hasn't been great this year, though. And look, the other thing is, man, if, if, San Francisco wins. We're going to hear or just fucking this. is what happens when you got all this talent. This is what you got happen when you got all this talent? And they are a talented team, right? They're talented. I don't know if they're I mean, are they truly loaded? I guess on both sides of the ball, they got stars. That's what they got. They got stars on both sides of the ball.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know. I don't know why I'm not more invested in them emotionally. I think I've just been burned by the fucking Chiefs
1: so much this year
3: that I, like, have...
1: It's not the Panthers, and even though they have ties to the Panthers, who gives a fuck? They're not the Panthers. Yeah, I mean, I
3: guess... Uh, Look,
1: CMC has already had more
3: success in San Francisco than he's had in Carolina than the 2000s. And it's almost
1: like the more success he has, the worse it looks on us. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like, God. uh, (laughs)
3: Yeah. um, They have been underperforming, though, for some of their talent. I think. And I don't think it's their star players that have been underperforming. I think it's been like some of these guys that like Chase Young, some different things. They got these great linebackers. Maybe that's why we should. Maybe I should cheer for the San Francisco 49ers because they got these two fucking awesome linebackers. And every Panthers team that's been good has had great linebackers. Maybe that's why. I don't know. I'm just not as emotionally invested in these, in this, but I think too the same. Yeah. Who doesn't want to build like the San Francisco 49ers though, Cody? Who doesn't want to be able to miss on a fucking first round quarterback and somehow not miss a beat. Think about that. They traded like what? Two first round picks or whatever for Trey Lance. Yeah. And nobody even mentions his name.
1: But, Tony, let me ask you this. Do you think I'm so wild for that player comparison? Because on Twitter, everybody wants to get their panties in a bunch and just make it like, oh, well, Bryce was the number one overall pick. Of course, he's nowhere near comparable to Brock Hardy. Let's talk about it. And then, by the way, even this comment that I highlighted in the chat, uh, C3Tater says, so we traded the farm for Mr. Irrelevant. And I think that's why some people are kind of pissed off by the comparison. But am I that wrong? Is Brock Purdy such a bad comparison for what we want Bryce to be like one day? Are they not similar in their play style? Like, tell me I'm insane.
3: You're insane. No, oh. I don't think. So. No, no, no. I think not for this though. Yeah. All right, look, is here is the thing: is that this conversation is steeped in emotion. And steeped in emotional investment sure. from the people that are pro the people that want Bryce Young to be the next coming of Jesus Christ type thing. You know what I'm saying? Like is in right. look, is I'm that person. Damn. I want Bryce Young to be, Damn. I want him to be a generational talent. But this is what the problem is, is when you throw around those terms all the time: generational talent, this and that.
1: They lose their meaning.
3: Uh yeah. And the other is I don't think I think people misread. And this is why I get irritated with those same people, man, that come. Look, I know you can be irritating to people on Twitter. Right. I don't know why they, you know, but I love you. So it doesn't irritate me. But those people that get after you so much, irritate me a lot because I think they miss the context of your point or the point itself, actually. And that right. is nobody is saying that these guys coming into the league were, Compare. what do you call them? Player com- yeah, com- well,
1: comps. The comps. Yeah. Right? They're, they're, but if you comp. look
3: at, look, Bryce Young ain't fucking Josh Allen. No. That's not the comp. No. That's right?
1: nowhere near the comp. Right. So yeah. I think
3: the point is, is a guy who has an arm that's good enough. Right.
1: It's right. good enough.
3: He's mobile mobile enough, enough, and somehow, to be honest, he's got the clutch gene. Brock Purdy is even though he didn't have the greatest game, and some of the like he's played well down in the fourth quarter. So where the point? I think they're missing Cody though. Is this? Is that? Yeah, the comp that where the comp fails at is one was picked last and one was picked first, but other than that. I'm not saying that maybe your comp, your comparison is flawless either. I don't know. Like, I'd have to really study Brock Purdy and some different things. But I think the people that say that's the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever heard. You don't know ball. I, I hate people that say that
1: shit. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> but those people
3: had already decided from the beginning that Bryce Young was Worthy of a number one pick, and he was. He was fine, that's fine. Yeah. But the problem is, is that Brock Purdy, if anything, what they should be saying is this they should be kicking themselves in the ass for misevaluating Brock Purdy.
1: Oh, absolutely. Anything, this is more
3: about a misevaluation of Brock Purdy than a misevaluation. Of Bryce Young, but if you
1: redrafted, he's got to earn that though. He has to earn that. He already has, dude. He's
3: already had more success in the NFL than any quarterback in the like a league. I mean, in the last two years, no, uh, Purdy, Purdy,
1: yeah. But that's what I'm saying though. Like, I also had people in my comments like, hey, you shouldn't compare Bryce to uh, Brock because Bryce hasn't proven. to be on Bryce. That might be
3: a more of a fair point than anything.
1: It is a a fair point, but my only point in making that comparison is that what you're hoping Bryce to be one day looks very similar to Brock Purdy. And what you're going to ask him to do, how you're going to ask him to be that point guard, that's literally what they said about Bryce before the draft. Yeah, He was that ultimate point guard. Well, that's what Brock Purdy does for the 49ers man so again I, I think it's a good comparison and he's in the super bowl and you mentioned that clutch gene tony and, uh last year was his first year in the nfl and he made it to the nfc championship game after being mr irrelevant so he had to prove himself starting to, started in the middle of the season and then now quarterback the team to the one seed uh the very next year and they're in the Super Bowl.
3: I want like, to address Pan comment real quick. And this is something a lot of people have said, too. "Is put Purdy on the Panthers or another shitty team. He'll show you why he was a late-round pick. I think that's fair in some ways, right? It's like, But here's the point, though, that people also say put Bryce Young on a good team and he'll show you why he was the first pick.
1: Yeah. Right?
4: Well, yeah. Is that, yes. Players.
3: Yes. Being on good teams helps players. And... I'm not calling Purdy, uh, I, think Bryce, I think Cam Newton's right in calling him a game manager. 100%. Right? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that in some ways, if Tom Brady didn't have the clutch gene of clutch genes, he would have been considered a game manager in a way. Right? It's like what Cam's point was, and maybe he doesn't articulate it well enough, is that those there are some guys in the league that you can just take for granted. Like, it's just like throw them the ball every time or can't, you know, is that some players can't thrive in that environment. And what yeah. I would give the, com- I would say comparison of this is I think Trey Boston is a, is a good or a helpful example. Trey Boston was a good football player in the NFL. Not great, not bad. He was a good football player. He played really well when he was on good defenses. But when he was on bad defenses, he looked like an average football player. And i please, if you're listening to Trey Boston, which you're probably not. And I'm not trying to be insulting because I think you're a really good football player. But I think people's success. They're like, it's very rare that great players are great when everybody else sucks around them. Tell me. Tell me a player in the league who is great on a bad team. Yeah, no one. And all. I don't think Purdy, what I would say is this, would Sam Darnold do what Purdy
1: did this year? I would have liked to have seen it. I'm going to be real Positive, with you. I mean, physically he can, right, but dude, it's not yeah, a look physical at what Sam, thing. Look at what Sam was able to do last year down the stretch for the Panthers. You tell me he couldn't do that on the 49ers? Yeah, I, I do think he could have. But by the way, all even right, that here comment. Is, uh,
3: Rashad Ali says, CJ Stroud. a great player on a bad team. Somebody
1: said, "Look, Trevon (laughs) Diggs."
3: No, I think Derek. Well, like, well, first, I don't know if a defensive tackle is a good comp for a quarterback in this case. But when has a quarterback been a great quarterback been good on a bad team? I mean, statistically, they could put up stats.
1: There's one thing that put up stats, right? was someone that you hate, Deshaun, a couple years ago with his last season with the Texans.
3: I think sometimes stats are different than reality. And I know that looks, people say stats don't lie state, but I was thinking of like, think of Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles put up fucking insane stats because they were always down 24 in the fourth quarter. And he threw like 300 yards in the fourth quarter. So you look to be like, Oh, he threw 4,000 yards. He did this. He did that. I don't know. Tell me a great player on a back. You know, to me, it's the greatest. I would go back and I would say this. It was, uh, um, gosh, I of, it wanted to see this the though. Running back for the Lions—that's the best running back ever. Uh, no, uh, Barry Sanders. Sanders. That's like oh. the last time we saw a great player on the
1: Megatron. Maybe I'm Matthew wrong. Stafford. Do any a lot of Lions on that list? But no, but Tony, even that comment that Panax made—that is my point too. If you see Bryce. Being not a good quarterback, Uh, and then you look at Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl, and you say, Well, the talent around them matters. That's even more reason why it should give you hope that Bryce should and could be that type of player.
3: Do you have the tweet that set people off?
1: I can't. Is it in the
3: show? Did we put it? I meant to put it in the show.
1: No, Cody said
3: this, and
1: by, the reason but, but, they don't like you
3: for saying this, Cody, there's two reasons they don't like you for this.
1: As I'm confrontational, yeah, I would like to start well, shit. Because well, you've been,
3: you also we have your your emoji in the for C3 super fans. By the way, you can be a C3 super fan for $1.99, Support the show. It's a small donation. We get fifty percent of it, so YouTube takes a lot of it. But I think it's a small way. Instead of asking everybody, you know, we we really appreciate when people give twenty bucks or buy twenty memberships. It's wonderful generosity is wonderful but you know just a dial you know i think that's a reasonable way to support something if you enjoy the content um they don't like the purdy comparison because bryce young was the most touted quarterback prepped and ready and all of this misevaluation of purdy maybe or scenario but then they come out and say this is they'll say well how would purdy be on the carolina panthers right and you're like of course he would be worse
1: he yeah, would arguably it was be point. terrible.
3: Yeah. But then, on the other hand, you have people that have said, "How would Bryce be if he was in CJ Stroud's position? How would yeah. he, Bryce be or if Rob he was on the 49ers?
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, they would be. They would look so much better. And by the way, and Bryce again, would look I, better. It's fine. I know. To say that. I know that my Twitter spats inevitably bleed into the show. But I, you know, when I go on my timeline. that that I noticed that there was a trend of Panther fans basically talking shit about Brock. And look, we know where it comes from, too. Cam Newton has, you know, had this conversation going about game-changer quarterbacks and game-manager quarterbacks. So, again, a lot of Panther fans have been kind of shitting on Brock as a byproduct of that, right? But, again, so this made me go on there and say it's hilarious to watch Bryce Young stans slander Brock Purdy, who's basically his player comp, a shorter-than-average pocket-passing quarterback who will ultimately rely on elite offensive talent to be a successful NFL quarterback. And that's not an insult. And I, and I maintain that. If you're taking that as an insult, maybe I think Brock Purdy is a better player than some of you do. Yeah, but that's me, where I think is... they're
3: missing the point is that right. it really is about a compliment. Um, And this is yeah. where the Cam thing has been taken out of context. And then Cam is trying to fight back a little bit. Cam's fine. He can say all that. I got no problem sure. with him saying he's not wrong. Cam right?
1: is making the internet, there's, internet a difference
3: be- there's a difference between being Megatron and Randy Moss and being trying to think of Masim Mohammed right? Is that Masim Muhammad was a very, very fucking good wide receiver in the NFL, but he won't know damn Calvin Johnson. He won't know Randy Moss, and that's not wrong. You know, it's hard to be a good player in the NFL, but what they're saying is this. What Cam is, I think he meant by the Purdy comment, by the Dak comment, is that they're going to play better on good teams, but they're not a guy that alone not alone, maybe is this, is that if I always said this about Cam, and I think Cam knows he can say this because he was the game changer. If we were in the backyard, Cody, and we were playing, picking teams to play football, right? And we had, or anything, ping pong, whatever, like Julius Peppers and Cam Newton go number one all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, I don't care. It's doubt. not like Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady is the best quarterback the, the, the in the, the history of football, but I, wanna, I want Cam over there.
1: Yeah, well, today
3: I want Cam. So I don't think and so I think this. Right. Could you say that in some ways, Joe Montana
1: was uh, a similar kind of like? But Joe, Joe could run,
3: right? Joe could run. Well, I mean, Purdy can run. It's right. just this is that these are guys that end up playing better than you expected them to. Yeah. I think that's the problem with Brock Purdy that people get pissed off is that well, he's better. Than people thought he would be and just yeah. like they you're digging you've dug in on your positions cody other people have dug in there they're digging into their position that brock purdy is nobody
1: yeah and uh and by the way shout out to c dog 1983 tv says hit the like button it's free c3 podcast go we really appreciate you brother and uh shout out to the back daddy in the chat room doing well he says uh, CMC deserves a Super Bowl. Beyond that, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, what's up, I C3 just, fam? Love y'all. Miss y'all. Uh, keep working hard and building Panther Nation. Keep thank down.
3: you, uh, Greg. We appreciate it. I, I'm kind of with that. I'm just like tired of betting against the Chiefs at this point. Like at some point, when do I learn my fucking lesson? Yeah. Right. Um,
1: but I want people. They're the new Patriots for sure. They're the new Pats.
3: Yeah. Oh, totally. Um and more fun in a way. It's like, you know what? I think Patrick Mahomes is likable. Um, I hated Tom I Brady and the Patriots because of what they did to the Panthers, not because I really hated them individually. Um, If you guys think that the player comp of Brock Purdy to Bryce Young is inherently flawed, give us a call at 252 228 and tell us who the better, who the comp is. Right. I mean, just tell me who in the NFL Bryce Young reminds you of in their play style and what they could be. You know, I mean, it's not like I mean, who is it? Who is the comparison? I've always said Bryce Young was the short black Alex Smith. But Alex Smith was tall. Right. So it's kind of hard. Everybody would say this. They're going to go to Drew Brees, Drew Brees, Drew Brees. Well, Drew Brees ain't in the league no more. Right, right, and I want to remind people: is people underestimated Drew Brees when they drafted him?
1: He got yes. the Brock Purdy it.
3: treatment. He got the yeah. Brock Purdy treatment in a way.
1: Yes, he did. They definitely did. So, uh, call Brian us up to a Bra- Bryce, and those are all kind of, kind of yeah, the, the no, man. You you hit the nail on the head, Tony. You wouldn't compare him to Josh Allen, would you? No, like you wouldn't. You wouldn't compare him to. Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. No, it's, you know. I mean, I don't even know. I think you wouldn't compare
3: him to Dak. Well, maybe Dak. I think he's more mobile than that. I think it's almost like, nah, is that then you're just trying to find a marginal quarterback that you think has a good name that is not insulting to Bryce. You're not really trying to find a comp. You're trying to find a guy who's good enough <laughs> yes. that doesn't good insult. enough
1: that you can compare him to.
3: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Kirk Cousins,
1: more more mobile. Kirk Cousins. It's funny because I used to shit on Kirk Cousins so much, but yeah, that's not terrible. That's not. I mean, a- I'm just trying to think yeah. of who he reminds me of. He's not Lamar Jackson, but we are naming game managers, are we not? And again, there's this like. Is it the most quarterbacks is it are slight, game managers, right? And that's not an insult For everyone is. I would say
3: Justin Herbert is living on too much of a reputation at this point. You know, we think he's not a game manager just because he got a big, you know, we're still holding on to him being that what he did his rookie year. Trevor Lawrence, we're holding on to that.
1: Um, <laughs> what about uh, uh, canvas comparison? Right
3: here. I think it's Patrick Mahomes is a comp, to be honest.
1: From Bryce? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. And and
3: look, I'm I'm These saying take not serious, away. really no, I say take away the success element. Right. And Try to eliminate the, the success element. Outlet. Is
1: and the is size Mahomes that's arm not and- that's not a good comparison, Tony. To, no, to is Patrick Mahomes'
3: he, arm is not as big as Allen. It's not big as Trevor's. It's not big as Justin Herbert. He's got a good arm. I
1: don't it's know.
3: better. I'd, it's better than Bryce's in power. But he's not crazy mobile. He's not crazy big. He's not crazy. I think the one thing that just separates Patrick Mahomes that makes it feel ridiculous is that he just fucking has this special. Whatever it is. It's I like would can't say
1: lose. that Patrick Mahomes has a top three arm in the NFL. Really? Absolutely. I would put him no above way. Yeah, I think he has a bigger arm. Matt than Stafford,
3: Travis. bigger.
1: Uh, I'll name three quarters. I, I, I don't know, dude. Mahomes has a fucking... Bazooka, really, you think so? Yes, yeah, and I think, maybe, yeah, maybe I've was, only
3: been watching them in the last two years. I'm thinking of him in the two years where they've been like less I, dude, I Field.
1: You, I think you could say him and Josh Allen, and like him, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert are probably the three biggest pure arm power quarterbacks in the NFL. All
3: right, how about Russell Wilson
1: for Bryce? Yeah, you mean like. Yeah, okay. That's would not, that be it. And I'd say Patrick Mahomes Patrick
3: Mahomes had a bazooka. I know you guys are saying that he played baseball, but I'm pretty sure it was the other little guy that was really drafted. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah, I mean that's I mean, fine. I'm wrong. I'm I'm willing to admit that I'm wrong. I just think he's more like if I looked at a player where his style look, Patrick Mahomes is not running like Lamar Jackson. He's not running like Josh Allen.
1: But right. he does burn teams with his he does. He's mobile, which Bryce
3: is. Bryce is mobile yeah. enough to make you pay. And Purdue is too. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Yeah. Maybe I should say, um But the height thing matters though. The fact that Bryce is five ten and what Pat is like six three, six four.
3: Oh, is he? Is he that no, tall? Oh, he's big. No, he's big I mean, he, yeah, like, he always just like, looks chubby to me.
1: He's he's like six foot. Yeah, he's a little bit chubby. He has a dad bod. But did you see him, him talking
3: foot. about like how'd y'all do me with this? Like that picture yeah, of uh,
1: you respect the best player in the hey, NFL Arizona. has a dad bod. That's Tom Brady uh, never was, was shredded either, man.
3: No, nah, no. Nah, I mean, is um what is it? It's kind of like a he's six two. It's not crazy people, are, people are
1: saying Zach Wilson this is the comp for. Bryce, you I think I Zach think
3: Wilson has a bigger arm.
1: It does have a it for sure. has All a right. Let's
3: take arm. another call. How about that? Let's take another call. We'll continue. Tell Tony how stupid it is. And I'm trying to say this is please. I, I preface this with saying you got to take away Patrick Mahomes success in your mind. Uh You think of imp- where is Patrick Mahomes greatest strength? Improvisation. Right. On the, yeah. On, the, not move, on the run. But like, it's just like, man, doing things when do it's not happening. It's yeah. not these fucking no look passes and this and the, He's just special. Say, he's yeah, a fucking unicorn. Down
1: too. On third down, on those have to have it plays, dude, he will find a receiver. He will find Travis Kelsey. He will find a way.
3: How about this? Is Brock Purdy or Russell Wilson a better comp? for Bryce Young. The number is 252-228-5098. Let's take another call.
2: C3 Mafia, how you doing?
5: So, uh, Ma-
2: a week in the news department, I guess. You know, some coaches here and there. That's fine. Uh, starting to talk about the college players. after to catch the senior bowl. So, you guys know I'm not really a college football guy. I don't know fucking Peter DePaul who the fuck these guys are don't really follow it but um yeah caught the senior ball a little bit um one guy that caught my eye i think it was like uh lad mcconkey oh McConkle, some shit
3: so tired and, uh, of the shit. little white
2: guy yeah what do you guys think about him at 33 you know bryce needs weapons i know we need a lot more than that but muscles you know, we got a good history joining the dark in side. crafty little white kids so, you know, <laughs> don't break my balls if uh, if this guy's, like, a fifth-round pick because I don't know. But what I saw, he was a crappy little bitch. Pulled up some high. You highlights are not wrong, DJ. There. But, um, yeah, what do you guys think, huh? All right, I got to go.
1: Oh, I love it, man. Dude, Ladd McConkie is a beast. This is the uh, wide receiver out of Georgia. And uh, the dude was eating it up at the Senior Bowl, getting separation. I'm trying to find Georgia the one. Kid. Yeah, Georgia I didn't kid, man. Realize that, and I'm and I'm talking putting fools in a blender. I know he's at, nasty. At the Senior Bowl, man. I'm trying to find. Uh, I'm I played a video during the free for all, that was like 20, 20 to thirty seconds of him. Oh just, yeah, I mean
3: just slaying dudes. Yeah. Right. But here's this, the thing. This, this is, be, is why I say muscles. Muscles, you turn into the dark side. You started off great, great, saying not a college guy, but but. Don't get hype about this shit. Don't. Now I hope this guy turns into an awesome player in the NFL. I mean, look at him. Uh,
1: Okay. It's in a blender, man. Yay. Where were all this fucking talk about this dude six weeks ago? We need a younger Adam Thielen. Man, he's a slot receiver. He's going to be got like Mingo. another... Mingo's
3: a slot mis- receiver. Yeah,
1: man, fuck Mingo. We're not going uh, on assumptions tell you this. whatever might, happened last might year.
3: Great. This, might, this guy might be great in the NFL, right? He... I don't even give a fuck if he is the pick. Like, really, I'm not drafting this kid at 33. I Maybe. He got moves. Okay, all right, fine. But here is the thing is everybody gets nuts. This is this is like, this is just. You ain't got no pussy in a long time and you thirsty as fuck. That's what these man. senior balls are for. That's what the combine is for.
1: All yeah, of this. Funny, we're Panthers fans. We haven't had pussy in fucking who knows how long. We're crazy. I, know, it, I know. But look, it's I not just Panther it.
3: fans. It's the entire NFL Discussion community that goes nuts over this shit. Right. Yeah, I know. And, and, and there's like
1: a legend that hits it, but there's tired of them. it because you know what? Is the okay. Imagine this, this dude in a Panthers uniform, Tony. You're gonna tell me that wouldn't help out Bryce tremendously.
3: I don't know. Julian Adam 2.0, baby.
1: Says the okay. real C3. Okay. Whatever. I'm not, I'm not. I'm
3: just tired of getting excited or interested or believing in this. And then, first of all, there's a 90. I know, I'm i just making these figures up. There's like a 60 percent chance he's not good in the NFL.
1: How much? Like no, 60. No, dude, no, about, 50. No, about 50? No, no, throw no, in dude, injury. Dude.
3: Throw in injury. Throw in the team he goes to. There's a chance this name goes the fuck away in two years. That's one chance. Or the odds say- then become even longer when you say he could be a Carolina Panther. Right? Yeah, and so I'm just at- so like, it's like, I don't know who's there at 33.
1: You, Is you he 48? Said- if he's this or fucking that. Man, I'm tired of, tired of this My fucking. You know how you just said why we're we just now talking about him? Which yeah. implies, why, why? okay, that's the range that he's in. If he played himself into that... No, the that, whole NFL that, that community early is talking about this round, talk It's you
4: know what not what just the
1: Early, fans. The early second round uh, of the NFL uh, draft, that's kind of the area that they're talking about him now. He's you're not overdrafting a player. player. You're overdrafting All this right. kid. All right.
3: Is he fast enough?
1: Mm, I mean, you're probably like, drop
3: speed? Four
1: No, yeah, not fat. Sorry.
3: So you're drafting that dude that slow. It's not slow. You're drafting that guy from the Raiders. That's who he is. Hunter Renfro? Yeah, that's Hunter Renfro.
1: I'd fucking love to have a Hunter Renfro.
3: Yeah, but I don't want to spend a second. You want to get a Hunter Renfro in the fifth round pick. In the fifth round.
1: How about this? We might not even use our thirty third pick on offense.
3: I think we should go linebacker. It's my new my new thing center center or linebacker. All right, those are my two things. Um, no, is uh, muscles. This is the thing. Is now, hey, why don't we fucking have a mock draft right now? Mock draft one point nine million. Here we come, Cody.
1: As soon as the Super Bowl is over, I'm gonna start uh, do a mock draft. It it makes me
3: want to vomit, dude.
1: You better I like when
3: this is when people try to make their mock drafts sound more sophisticated because they go 1.2.3 or whatever one220 1. whatever. 1.whatever I'm like this this is mock draft 87 bitch that's what it is this is mock draft 87 you just don't like to say it you just <laughs> got on fucking what's the draft network.com or whatever and fucking played around on that shit yeah. Um
1: but hey, man, dude, this is uh, all we have. And by the way, you don't have to deal with it as much as I do. From from now until the draft, every Friday, I'm going to have to do a uh, mock draft live on the show because that's what convince me to care.
3: To convince me to. Well, I have to have, to have
1: a player to convince you to care about. Yeah, find sure. it. When I find that player.
3: Guess what? I won't care.
1: All right. I, I believe you. I'm I sorry. Well, I mean, like,
3: God bless.
1: One day you guys well, are no, going to become did, me. You just don't One day want to you guys are you. Be- going to become me. Don't worry. It's happening. I know that I can sell you on the player, but you're not going to be excited because your mindset is going to be, well, we're not drafting him. So why am I going to get excited about them? And...
3: Do you know how many players we've been excited about that haven't been done shit?
1: I know. I know. You guys
3: uh, and you it guys really are going to try to tell me we should draft some fucking tight end in the top ten. I'm going to tell you, nope, never do that. Two, you're going to tell me this guy named Jake Butt is going to be fucking awesome, and he turned yeah. out to be Butt. I remember. I remember that was one that I was like, it's like all these motherfuckers that I hit, like I hit. So I'm like, oh yeah. This guy's going to be, you know, the only dude that I got excited about, and it was one guy I picked. I found him Allen Robinson. I said this. I said <laughs> right, maybe, this should be the Carolina Panthers pick. I think, what did we pick? Kelvin Benjamin that year? Anyway. <sighs> no, not Robinson. Uh, oh, but
1: maybe you picked Robinson, but yeah. um,
3: no, uh, but the Jacksonville Jaguars selected him. I'm saying this. I wrote Devante an article Adams on
1: him. The same year as uh, Benjamin.
3: All right. Where is G. Yeah, I think I missed. Hold on. Here we go. All right. Let's go back. To, he was the same year as Kelvin Benjamin.
1: Right? Pretty sure. Yeah, Devontae Adams was the same year.
3: Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson. Um, it's another big name in there, too. That's been better than all of them, to be honest. Uh, Andrew? No, somebody else went big that year. We'll, we'll figure it out. Chat will get it. Let's go back to the calls. 252-228-5098.
8: Podcast brothers, how y'all doing? It's G of RCA. Hey, man. I looked online today on Instagram, and the Panthers already talked to this dude. But, yo, this is wide receiver from the University of Virginia. I think his name is uh, Malik Washington. Hey, this motherfucker is the truth, man. He has some good-ass hands. He's not all that damn tall. I think he's like 5'8 or 5'9, but uh, he got some good-ass hands, man. I can't wait for this draft and what the hell are we going to damn do. Speaking of the damn draft, I've been looking online and everything. So many people looked online and saying we can trade fucking uh, Derek Brown for a first rounder. Ain't no way in hell we're going to trade this motherfucker. If you tell me like Brown, I'm going to lose my fucking mind, like for real. Now with Brian Burns and fucking uh, and Frankie Lou, Lou I don't know what the hell we're going to damn do. Me personally, Burns, I love that dude to death because I got two of his jerseys. I got a black one and a white one with his old number, or whatever, but if we let him go, I will not be that damn hurt, you know what I'm saying? Even though I don't see nobody else on the defensive line getting back there like he does, or whatever. But at the same token, it's just like, we gotta do something, and I trust in that damn dude that we get from Kansas City, you know what I'm saying, that's gonna, you know, do the shit with the contracts, and the salary cap, and He's big-headed ass. <laughs> you was right, Cody. He got a big-ass head. <laughs> hey, don't, don't, don't he remind you of that dude, Kazoo? You a little alien Kazoo off of Fred Flintstones? <laughs> Hello, dingaling, Hi, dum-dum. Don't he look like a zoo off of Flintstones? <laughs> 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 Keep pounding.
1: Tell me, look he up a picture of Kazoo from the Flintstones and tell me if he looks like him. <laughs>
3: Um, how do you spell a uh,
1: kazoo? He said. Yeah, he said the Brant Teller looks like. Him. <laughs> <That's
3: stupid. laughs> uh, wait till you see this. Um, no, maybe. Um,
1: <laughs> this is. Normal. I want to
3: give Tommy Guns credit for this tweet. This shit had me rolling. This is kazoo. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's it awesome. does got the helmet head of that. Yeah.
1: It does have the same smile kind of too. Yeah. Um,
3: no, this uh I'll this tweet on. by Tommy Guns had me fucking rolling. I mean dead on arrival. Banner, huh? He said uh put this picture up and he said if Jake Delome and Pate Manning had a kid.
1: <laughs>
3: and it is, man, I can't get it out of my mind to tell my friend about it. My, I said it to my <laughs> friend in passing and he didn't really <laughs> get it at dude, first. And he messaged me back. He goes, I can never look at this guy the fucking same again.
1: Dude, it's literally Jade Delone with Peyton Manning's forehead.
3: Yeah. I mean, as if they had a kid. Um, he was speaking of did he mention Malik Washington? Or was he talking about like uh he was talking about the wide receivers? Yeah. Um Uh-oh. in the call. Yeah, he mentioned me, Malik Washington. And I got him in here. Where is the find him in the um, slideshow? In fact, this is I've been I tried to grab the guy that wrote this article. Right here. Um, yeah, he had an interview with him. Uh he's really nice to me on Twitter. He sent me his article. He's kind of big. This now you know we are starting to get somewhere, dude, where people oh, yeah, are we're, sending we're... me stuff. And I probably he probably messaged the Chiefs, the Panthers, the Raiders, and the Browns podcast and said, check out this interview I did with him. Yeah. Did a full interview. He did uh, an interview with him, and he talked about Malik Washington and his process and that the Panthers have been interested in or talked with him, right? I tried to get him on the show tonight, and this was wild. He said, sorry, that time's not good for me. And I said to him back, because I don't know, you know, I don't know anything about his schedule. Uh, I said, too early or too late? He said, way too late. <laughs> he said, I usually do podcasts in the morning. I was like, bro, we're a fucking live show. Sorry. Um. So you can go to check out uh, the draft com. full interview with Malik Washington, who had a big shrine bowl. And I just all these people that tell me I don't know ball, which they don't really say that to me, but I know that that's what they think in their mind that they know like, These are the motherfuckers that are nutting over these videos all the time. You know what? Guess who they were fucking jerking off to last year? Mango at the Senior Bowl. Yep. And they already gave up on the motherfucker. So uh, I hope this kid. Let me see. I'll pull up. Let me see. Uh, Malik Washington uh, on his experience at the East-West Shrine Bowl. He said it was an amazing experience from start to finish. Once we checked in, we had a chance to meet with the NFLPA. I saw Mike Vick and some other stand-up legends out there. Hall of Fame players were in attendance. We had a chance to play with the kids at the Shriners Hospital. Um, he said they was asked what did he prove to general managers. He said, I was watching the Senior Bowl as I tried to keep up with what was going on. I was surprised to see guys weren't really pressing receivers in the slot. We were pressing rec- receivers in the slot at the shrine. Every single rep I took was a press man rep that gave me a chance to showcase my ability to get off press coverage, separate downfield. I can track the ball, make acrobatic catches. These guys are selling themselves, but look, is all the Panthers are just going? All the Panther fans are just going nuts. Thirsty, thirsty for a wide receiver. So it's Lad, it's Malik, it's this and that, and probably the best thing for us to do would be pick a lineman,
1: pick a line. But yeah, I mean, it depends on who's there. All right. We're gonna we're gonna do this deep dive on prospects at thirty three at some point. All
3: right, let's power through another call.
2: What's up, guys? It's Chase Manson. You know, I found out recently, and you can look this up. The NFL is not considered a sport. It's categorized as sports entertainment, which protects them against antitrust lawsuits, which also means they can legally fix or manipulate the outcomes of games. Greg's in the house. Makes you wonder.
3: (laughs) All right, let's go to Anthony and Charlotte. And he knows that the scriptwriters are trying to fuck Bryce Young.
10: What's up, T three? It's Anthony from Charlotte. Hope y'all boys are having a good Tuesday. Um, just wanted to call in. Um, not much going. I mean, there's not much really to talk about in terms of this team hasn't made moves. Yeah, we're kind of in that dead period. It's Super Bowl week. Um, so first, before y'all get onto the Panthers, because there is some stuff to talk about, I'll just give my quick um, Super Bowl pick. Yeah, man, I mean, you already know I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. In all seriousness, man, I thought the 2019 49ers were a way better team than this was, and the Chiefs beat them. The Chiefs didn't have that dominant defense back then. I think you got Patrick Mahomes playing clean football. I don't think he's going to um, make mistakes in this game. My prediction is 31-21. And it's also like when you look at the 49ers these last two weeks, these wins were not convincing. I mean, it was basically just their team's, the other teams shooting themselves in the foot multiple times, and the Chiefs aren't going to do that. Um, so, yeah, on to the Panthers. I saw PFF posted out some um, – first, let me talk about this. Yes, Brian Burns should be traded. Trade him for a first-round pick. Try to get back into the first round. Do what you got to do. Um, and I trust that Brantos will be able to manage the cap. Well, that moves, in, moves into my second thing, pay Frankie Luvu. I think his market value is only, like, 11 mil a year. Give him that money. He's been awesome for us. He's only 27 still. Pay him. Um, and then that moves into, like, PFF posted out some, like, potential landing spots for wide receivers and running backs. So, before I talk about um, the running back that I want to talk about, wide receivers, obviously Mike Evans' his name and T. Higgins came up as potential guys for us. I think that's awesome. I mean, I think if you can sign one of those guys, then totally do it. Um, who cares how much we have to pay him? you have a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal. Then Austin Eckler came up and a lot of people were talking about this from who I was talking to. I am okay with Austin Eckler. If you give him like a one year incentive based deal, like if he reaches like 10 rushing touchdowns in the season, then he gets an extra like one and a half million dollars. I'm all cool with that. The only, that's the only way you do it because it's kind of like a Dalvin cook situation. You saw how, he kind of fell off this year, but it's mainly because the Jets offensive line was trash. And, uh, you know, they have a superstar running back like McCaffrey back when we had him, you know, Brees hall that makes the offensive line look so good. So those are my thoughts on that. And then I quickly just want to say like, um, Anthony, make me want to listen, man. Commit. I know I on I get the fucking your point show. about the Brock Purdy thing, but us quote unquote, Bryce stands never come, never, um, made a publication or anything about, um, us like think like his career path is Brock Purdy. That was never a debate. I'll be back for a quick part too to finish off what I gotta say.
3: Um that Austin Eckler shit. That's
1: the stupidest thing I ever heard. He's Why would you want to go out and get an old running back?
3: An older running back prone to injury on a team that has a running back that you fucking hate but you owe 26 fucking million dollars. Miles Sanders (laughs) is going to be a Panther next year. Just get ready for it. Get fucking ready for it and get over it and stop just fucking throwing your angst and your hate because not and not you Anthony only but the the Miles Sanders hate is sure Miles Sanders did not have a good year. But we who fucking did? Adam Thielen? No one. Right? Derek Brown. So like Derek we, Brown is probably the only one. Miles Sanders became a an easy outlet for people that wanted to defer or find a, a way to get rid of some angst. And I'm not saying that he's good. I'm not saying this or that, but you are not. You can't go and make the same fucking mistake two years in a row. And Austin Eckler, isn't he the one, or am I thinking the other, the Rams running back that wanted the money? Wasn't Eckler the one that wanted to sit out? That I made all the shit in front of the before the season about. Yeah, him?
1: he was. He was one of the ones that that was wanting more money with how much it was being used. Uh, in that Chargers offense, I don't, but again, like is, why, why are we talking thirsty, about? Thirsty. Yeah, we talking about paying old running backs. Tony, this is when you're talking about like a. Does it sound like fans that ain't got no pussy? That's that's what this is like. Exactly. That's what this is like. That's what this is. I'm
3: telling oh, you, the man. least important part of upgrading the Carolina Panthers is adding a running back.
1: Oh, for sure. Hey, play a second call. I want to hear what I'm kind gonna, of I'm coming here. I'm says about this comparison. Hey guys,
10: so it's Anthony again. But yeah, back to my point, man. Listen, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, yes, that they, they both scored high in the S two test, this and that. I don't agree with the fact that they have the same arm talent. I think Bryce's arm is better than his. I think Bryce. How? Is what it, it, you really like? We're at that point now where his rookie season. You got to just go back. You're and splitting
3: hairs the at this point. Did.
10: He made some great awesome form throws, not to guys that were wide open in tight windows where it's like, yeah, he's got a decent arm. So I just don't like That's that. That's the point is Purdy saying, has like, a
3: decent arm. He doesn't I have a great arm. A
10: good comparison but... I'm not even saying like in the beginning of the year.
1: it is agreeing with me right, I right now. I agree. going
10: to be okay um, if the offensive line can hold up because his receivers are decent. All, we, we haven't we haven't seen him yet in a non-toxic um, environment where he just has, you know, an, a 16th-ranked offensive line with, like, an 18th-ranked receiving core. I mean, he had dead last in both categories. That's why we, I went on Spaces, and, you know, Cole, Cole, Kobe, uh brought this up. Like, he'd been saying since week four, man, it's kind of a mulligan for this kid. And, like, if you want to go as far as to say, like, I gave a mulligan to a lot of these players on the roster because of how bad the environment was when when all this stuff comes out about the owner having basically soldiers telling him like what's going on. Then you got coaches not in going in the same direction. Then Frank Reich doesn't want to even build an offense around the kid. Like I just think we're being so harsh on him. And granted, he was bad the rookie his rookie season. No one's denying that. But it's almost like, oh, we're just writing him off that now he's Brock Purdy. No, I don't think that's... No,
3: you're writing I mean, Brock Purdy off.
10: You you kind of um, compared him to Drew Brees on wheels. And Drew Brees was bad his first season. Then he got a change of scenery with a new coach and some decent weapons in a solid offensive line. And look what happened. He took off. And the last piece of the puzzle to this is you know, C.J. Shroud went on the pivot today, and he was backing up Bryce Young because, yes, they're obviously really, really good friends and stuff, but he clearly watched the games this year because if you go and watch those clips, oh he God. literally said there are a lot of things out of Bryce Young's control. Nobody – that's got nothing to fucking do with that it. This and that. And yeah. I, it,
1: it, just see you how know, it doesn't I even – there's, mean, like, all this – was the no, they just didn't want
10: Nick Casario for drafting and signing the right players,
1: signing a bunch of veteran guys. So it's all about. Culture. All right, I'm done with about... this,
3: Anthony. Let this me like...
4: respond uh, Anthony. It's,
1: it, it's funny hearing Anthony go down the list of all the ways that I'm wrong, only for him to disagree with me every step of the way. He's like, they are similar. He sees what I'm saying. Dude, you're splitting hairs on arm talent. They're around the same maneuverability, running, uh, running to the outside dude. It, it's Man, like here's the are- thing,
3: Cody. That go to this is the last point going back to Stroud, right? Is this the other thing is fucking so polarized. I never thought I maybe you know what it's gonna irritate me more in the fucking history of the world than this stupid ass draft talk and all of this, this this studding dudes in underwear. You think that I would be the one that would like that? But the this <laughs> whole the fucking thing that's going to drive me nuts in the history of this podcast is that Bryce Young turns out to be more polar, more divisive to Panther Nation than Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. That I never oh, yeah. saw that shit coming. Oh, I yeah. that was not on my fucking bingo card that he would be a more divisive person. But then you got to pull up this and all I see on my t- and yes my timeline is only Panther fans, right, and NFL shit. But they're like, well, guess gets Stroud. Saying this, of course, everybody knew this shit was a dumpster fire. In fact, I think we've been saying that all season is that it's hard to evaluate Bryce because of this situation. But just nobody's saying Bryce is bad. But what you guys are doing is shitting on Brock Purdy. Yes, that, that, that is my on Tom Brady, who was a six round pick right i mean you know what i wonder if people if you went back and if we had podcasts at this length and this deep dive like back when tom brady tom brady was the first mr irrelevant
1: yeah truly you know? By, by the way people are misconstruing me when when i made that comparison because it, it is uh i am saying that it's a good thing like i don't think Brock purdy is a bad quarterback I love what the dude's doing, man. He's been quarterbacking the best team in the NFC for the past two years now. And has he been from the team he's on? Certainly. Would he be able to
3: go in as Mr. Irrelevant on the Carolina Panthers and be better than Bryce Young? No. Bryce Young, in fact, did a very admirable job this year. But we're just and I'm not the guy to ask about this because you guys already told me I'm ridiculous. But what you're talking about is this: is you got quarterbacks that have attributes, right? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Where are they marginal? Where are they okay? And Bryce Young, to me, is one of those guys that does everything well, but does nothing physically exceptional.
1: Nothing great. Right? Like he's nothing, not the
3: fast, but that's elite. fine. You don't. Tom Brady was it's the same easy. fucking way. You know, Tom Brady was the same way. He didn't have the biggest fucking arm in the world.
1: I just want someone to tell me why it's a bad comparison. It's not dumb shit. I just want. I just the point. We are not missing the point. To tell me why it is a bad comparison to compare Bryce. To Brock Purdy. Here is the why answer. Because one. one was what, picked
3: number one and one was picked 700 what does that that's, even mean?
9: That's why that's that what that
3: they're, they're really saying at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, that, that that's it. But then say that though. It, okay. You're right. It, this
3: argument that. is going old. We don't even want to have it. But the whole point is this is that look, who do you compare them to? Actually, Anthony, call back in. Call back in. And tell us, who is the comparison in the current NFL? Don't go back to Drew Brees. Don't go back to finding Steve Young or something. Who is a current player that he is most comparable to? in not in success, not in anything, just in straight-up attributes.
1: Talent and what they're able to do physically on the field as a quarterback. And, dude, if you say Tua, my two comps are Tua Tagovailoa and Brock Purdy. I think you're doing a more of a compliment to him by
3: telling Brock Purdy he's a winner.
1: Yeah, man.
3: Uh, let's go to D and Sam.
5: Yo. My C3 family. D. D Apple, North Carolina. Shout out to the great Tony Dunn, the homie Cody Lack, the devil CK. Everybody need a mm-hmm. G, baby. Shut the hell up, time to pickle that effing guy. Muscles, Marner, the great, lovely Kristen Lede. Hey, C three, Anthony, you know you my dude. you yo, so, I see the question is, can Carolina right. climb the ranks? Yes, we we will. We'll be better than this past year. That might be a low bar. Don't care. But one of the things that I really wanted to talk about while I had y'all for a moment was that. Yo, that C.J. Stroud, the things he had to say about Bryce Young—he's a good dude. With the encouragement Stroud. and so forth, I, I don't know if again. any of y'all got to catch that clip. Nice, Can we play it or we get no, so no, I know we'll they were homeboys, but he kept saying that that man is the one, and he's that one for a reason. And I believe that. And when them caps are that close, and you're talking about somebody that spectacular, and we've had the Peyton Mannings and all them. Talk about let's not define Bryce by that. I'm with it. I am with it. Also, I watched the senior bowl, and I was slightly disappointed because I wanted Tez Walker to do great because I think he would be awesome in Carolina. I wish he would have had a better quarterback than Sam Hartman, but I would like to see him drafted if he would fall to 33. I think he's a talented kid. I'm a Tar Heel, so I watch a lot of Tar Heel football. The guy gets separation. I don't know what was going on in the senior bowl with his hands, but they said that he had a great week. Um, Besides that, I love every single one of y'all. I love this community. The longest running Panther podcast on the YouTube. The internet is the dopest one, period. Hey, all I'm going to say is we ain't got nowhere but to go but up. We got the Magic Mike team as a coaching staff. Man, it it, it 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 ain't my cup of tea, but at least we'll get some more ticket sales with the ladies. So now it won't be an away game because the girls are going to come for the Chippendale stuff. And another thing, this Canella guy is just growing on me, man. It's almost like this dude got the myth of Paul Bunyan all of a sudden. I mean, I man, I about this. Have, I'm, I'm all in. I don't know what we're going to be, but I'm totally excited for the draft. I'm totally excited for free agency, uh, restructuring. Cutting, I'm I'm ready for it. My batteries is recharged. I love you, C three. Keep
3: pounding. Um, I'm God, dude, the man. Bryce. The Bryce Young shit is exhausting to me, and I can't believe this. Is nobody? This is the thing. Is I think everybody's misconstruing this. Nobody. Everybody wants to see Bryce with more talent around him. Everybody wants to see that. Somebody said this. We don't know his arm strength. Yes, we do. We know that he has a good enough arm to play in the NFL, but he doesn't have an arm that can throw fucking football through a piece of plywood like Cam had at one point, right? I mean, there are bazookas. There are things that there are touch players. There are all these different things. Um, So, no, I just. All right. But I want to get the D's comment. Uh, not D's to D from Sanford. How about this? Two brand ambassadors. D from Sanford diesel skills. Uh, Also, this uh, Dave Canales and the positivity thing, right? One, you know, with Bryce Young, I was worried at one point because he was so level, even keel. My son is like Bryce Young. Like, he doesn't ever get, like, when he's fucking happy. Like, he can barely tell he's happy when he's sad. Like, it's just like. We found his car today, and I couldn't tell if he fucking wanted it or not. Like, I like you got to pull it out of him. But Bryce Young's so optimistic, and I was worried how that optimism and that, oh, we got to keep, you know, the right, you say the right shit, how that's going to work when you're 2 and 15. Does that message get old? I think the reason it doesn't get old is because it's real for him. Right. Like he's not faking. It's not, not saying I gotta be optimistic to be optimistic because that's what people want. That's what the teammates want. I think Bryce is that person. And what I'm learning about Dave Canales is it's not fraudulent. You know, so I thought at first I was kind of worried. I'm kind of worried like the bubbly person. We have the one of my friends, uh or this person I work with who's awesome, the nickname somebody gave him was Happy Smiley. So they say his name. I'm not going to say his name, but we could call Dave Canales. We'll call him Dave. Happy, Smiley, happy, smiley. Like he's just fucking happy, smiley all the time. And it's just all exhausting. Like you're fucking tired. And he's fucking like, hey, <laughs> you know, everything. But it's not what it works on people when it's real. And you heard uh, Baker Mayfield in the media talk about this. You heard Tristan Riffs talk about this. You've heard Geno Smith talk about this. And I think it's authentic. So I think that people trust it. I think people are going to trust him. I think players are going to trust him. I don't think they are. So I think that's the only thing that's going to save us. Because if I came on here and was like, oh, the Panthers are fucking great. It's the Panther podcast. It's not my personality. You know what I'm saying? You got to be you. And I think Dave Canales is this is what Baker Mayfield said. Go ahead and read it off, Cody.
1: Yep. So Super Bowl going on right now. Uh, Baker Mayfield gave his thoughts on Dave Canales. He said, unbelievable guy, truly authentic. It's rare. First guy I've ever been around that shows up with the same positive attitude every single day. I mean, people right now are high on him, man. And again, we're jaded, right? So we're trying to not jump off the deep end with excitement. But we think that the dude, based on everything that we have seen and heard, we believe that he can be a competent NFL head coach. And right now, I don't think that's too lofty of an expectation.
3: I think if Bill Belichick tried to just be overly optimistic and bubbly every day, people would read him as being a fraud. But they know Bill Belichick. Now, I actually think Bill Belichick has charisma. Because he is him. He is he. He is himself. And I think, Dave Canales, what I'm hoping on, what I'm banking on, is that this is real. It's authentic. And the players, there's a lot of people that are saying that. They're saying, dude, most a lot of times that shit reeks. It reeks. You can smell a fraud. I tell you this, as I tell my students all the time, is that they might not be the most knowledgeable people about the world and stuff like because they can just put their head in their phone And watch netflix instead you know they might but one thing that kids are really good at today is smelling bullshit Mm -hmm. smelling frauds right uh let's take another call and anthony we'll we'll get you Gosh, we're gonna go back to your call we're gonna play two calls in front of you real quick and then we're going to anthony because he wants to
8: Hey, 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 this hot. is Panther Pickle. Let me tell you something, boys and girls. This is not- it's keep pounding time. That's right. We're going to keep pounding. We're going to keep pounding in off season. We're going to keep pounding in the season. And we're going to keep pounding and come, 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 come training camp. I want to see people pound. I want to see pounding people. And when
2: training camps or when the regular season come, I expect to pound the opponent. We got the coach. We got the GM. We got a quarterback. Do we have the fan base backup? That's the question we need to ask. Keep having them.
3: All right. Deep thank down. you, Panda, cool. Uh Lou, will you tell me, will you type in your first, uh, your last four digits, your phone number? I just want to make sure I'm not missing any calls tonight. Um, let's go to the next one.
9: Y'all know who it is? Get it. Up, oh, this is it. Showtime! It's Lou from fucking Fort Myers. What up, Lou? Also known as GSB Lou. Uh, shout out to Cody Lack. Shout out to uh, CK. Shout out to Great Tony Dunn. You know what I'm saying? Panther Pickle. JJ Anthony. D-Baby. C. I love See, shout
4: this?
1: Is, out love shout out to everybody. Shout out to everybody.
9: If you're in here right now, you're a real one. That's we got the I best had.
1: fans, Tony.
9: But first, I want to come up with this point saying, the reason I feel like they kept Ajiro Evero, Dave Canales, least amount of points as an offensive coordinator scored on any team with the Panthers, and you can go look that up. They scored nine on us that one week, and they dropped like 20. They couldn't do that with the Saints. They couldn't do that with the Falcons. You feel me? If Ajiro left, he knew he would have to deal with Ajiro Evero, right? And he knew he, th- that's just, that would just be a thorn in his side. He wants him like, that's like, He's Batman and that's Robin, you feel me? Or a better duo, you know what I'm saying? That's Mac and that's Cheese.
1: They're boys. Me? Two,
9: I want to talk about this This non-football related. The homie. But they're going to have the most expensive ACLs. He's talking about Mbappe, everybody. Talking about Ronaldo, Messi, and oh, MetLife State. You know they're going to make crazy them crazy put in grass. I just want to say that real quick.
3: You have to make them put in grass. I do it better. I hope it.
9: on digs i know y'all want this franchise wide receiver pro wide not receiver. not a good fit for us would y'all be down to trade brian burns in the fifth round pick to Pull receive it up, stephon digg fifth round pick uh, yeah and a fifth round pick back to buffalo and i i think in my opinion though no. I'm, I'm gonna be real nah i wouldn't i wouldn't trade that up for stephon no. That's just my opinion, because then we got like we still got players that are on offense that didn't even really get to play like that, like LaVisca Chanel, Like nobody even talks about him no more. He was supposed to be our next Cordero Patterson, and I, bro, I saw him with like two games, and that's it. And like another thing is, bro, we got the worst medical staff in all league history. Bro, no, we
1: really do. worst
9: medical staff of all league history, dog. Bro, think about it. Bro, these people leave the Panthers and become tough as nails. I don't understand it. I really don't understand it, bruh. But, man... Uh, we're gonna go back to Myers, you. Man, Thank you, Lou. He's got give another call.
3: Y'all... He's gonna talk about... Uh, we're gonna come back to his second call. One second. Um, just because he wants to talk about the comp.
4: <laughs>
3: I want to bring this up. Is this, tra- this is another thing that fucking irritates me. Is all these stupid-ass... These people you know what, maybe it irritates me because I don't think of doing this shit more. Like making these graphics that will somebody will go crazy. So it's like trade. And you just should make it shitty. Like the Jerry Judy one went fucking nuts though, because everybody's like, no, you know what I'm saying? It's like nine million hits. Um, tell us about this one. And I think this is what he was referencing here.
1: Yeah, uh this is from Michael Remmer. Uh this is put out, actually no, this is put out by Great Honor. Uh this is a trade. So he for was Stephon just, Diggs. I'm a very good thing. I mean, I'm a I've been on the record as being a big Stephon Diggs fan. Yeah, he's a great player. He, he kind of pissed me off at the end of this year, I'm not gonna lie. But this is the hypothetical trade. Uh the Panthers received wide receiver Stephon Diggs, a fifth round pick uh in two thousand twenty. That's what's it for, right? It's a they get an eighth. I
3: think they get this year's first, right? It said it's, a a fifth round. Ra- it's a fifth round pick. Number, number 150 156
1: overall. overall. And a 20, 2023, six round pick.
3: That's just it. All right. All right. So you don't get any picks. Fine. Basically, you're trading Stefan Diggs for Brian Burns. You're giving up a fifth, and you're getting compensation Why did they say
1: 2023, up? though? Uh,
3: I think they're trying to spread two picks out over two years. They yeah, they, they probably 2024. meant 2024 and 2025 yeah. is probably what they meant. Unless they meant two picks next year. You get two late picks. which but I don't think Diggs – look, I think Diggs is a great player. I think he would benefit – a player like him would benefit Bryce Young, much like um, – Who's your guy that went to the Titans this year that we wanted? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I just don't think Diggs wants to play on a team like the Carolina Panthers right now.
10: But we see he's that upset about about being in Buffalo.
3: He's upset about being with a fucking proven like a quarterback right now where he's fucking put up crazy stats because he wants to be a bigger part of the offense. He wants to win the Super. Carolina ain't the place for that. You think that well, motherfucker I mean, be happening here? This would be the you know what this is Randy Moss going to the Raiders. That's what I, that is. Randy but, but Moss but look, to the Raiders. You, let
1: me ask went. you this. Let me ask you this, though. We okay, we, we say this a lot that oh, such and such won't want to come here. And by the way, shout out to Chillin Smith, who just became a brand new member of the c Panthers podcast. We appreciate you, brother. Thanks for hanging out with us. But all right, you said that he wouldn't want to come here, right? And that tends to be the line that people say, the eyes, Mike Evans wouldn't want to come here. All these people wouldn't want to come here. It's
3: different. So it's different. different than Lewis, Mike Evans, even.
1: Well, okay. Well, let me put it to you like this, right? He's with a perennial when, contender right now. When it comes to Stephon Diggs, I, I find it hilarious that he's been so loud about not being serviced well up in Buffalo. He's complaining about Josh Allen all the time now, like him and his brother taking kind of subtle dings at him. Yeah, he was dropping perfect passes in a playoff well, game. Well, he dropped one when perfect it matters most. Dude, he was not this playing This is well. his
3: personality, Cody. He is a true wide receiver. He is cut from the real old school yeah, cloth even, of being a diva. Year,
1: he didn't perform well in the playoffs. He has to go to a, go to a team.
3: Guy. He has to be on a team where the quarterback has street cred enough to where his whining can just be whining. But if he goes to a team and plays with Baker Mayfield, he becomes Odell, right? I mean, he becomes this and that. And where you're better than the quarter, he could go to somebody put the Chiefs. Perfect, right? He has to go to a team where the quarterback can tell him to shut the fuck up. And he's almost, he's kind of on that team right now. He's kind of on a team where people have sided with Josh. I don't really understand why he's upset. To be honest, I don't know where the disconnect I don't know has come it about.
1: Is so fucked up. I mean, Josh Allen and him have been in an incredible duo the past. I agree. Two. I don't get it. I don't and get it. They were friends. I, it just doesn't make no sense to me. So, because he's a diva, but, he's like Antonio. Br- you know, man, it's just turning in
3: where you yeah. need to be yeah. the center of attention. That's the thing. Is you know what? Maybe he's upset that Josh Allen is more. Is getting the superstar,
1: yeah, status. He's the quarterback. What did you expect? And more importantly, like next to Patrick Mahomes, he's probably the next quarterback that most GMs not- are picking next.
3: What do you think he would say if he was on this Panthers team and Bryce is getting crushed by a fucking oh, dude, window? The f- of Robbie
1: Anderson, sideline <laughs> freak out was bad. Yeah, yeah. Bro, Stephon Diggs is going to throw a fucking. Yeah, he just won't come court. to work, dude. Bryce, I'll just hey. be
3: like, I'm good. You'll see him like hanging out with, it, with Antonio Brown.
1: Yeah. So look, I wanted to talk about this since we're talking about receivers. The Panthers are going to have some money to play with uh, next season. And uh, Mike K brought this up. Uh, so he says, according to PFF, the Panthers have 28 million, some change in projected in projected salary cap. There are 11 teams with more space, but the Panthers have some wiggle room to open up a decent amount of space with Brant Tillis in charge of cap management. Now, he says that, uh, we're 11th, uh, or that there's 11 teams, uh, over the cap, or no, pardon me, rat says that there are 12 teams with more money for us and we would have $31 million in cap space. But that, the point is, we are going to have some money to spend. Tony, if we did go out and grab a wide receiver, who on this list do you think is doable for us? So, for example, we said Canales was a perfect hire because he wasn't too lofty for us. And he wasn't a no-name type of no-one-cares type of wide receiver or type of coach. My question is, who on this list kind of checks that same box that's in the range for the Panthers? I'll give you mine. I've been saying Calvin Ridley. I could easily see Calvin Ridley being someone that not he only – He lost a whole
3: year of pay. That dude ain't t- taking no discount.
1: Yeah, but I mean, based off yeah, of I last year – you're not going to give Kevin good. Ridley a boatload of money. I always like Tyler Boyd.
3: I always felt like he kind of got washed out amongst the like great receivers. Like I think he'd be a good two,
11: yep. three, Brown. but I don't know.
3: I think the guy is Gabe Davis. And yeah, I don't I'm know if it's the thing. best for us, but deep threat. I mean, dude. Well, uh, i tell you who I don't want. How don't about
9: this?
1: Don't I don't want Chase you. Claypool. All
3: right. I don't uh want
1: yeah, who Josh who Reynolds. Want, like, I think
3: Josh, I don't want Curtis. Yeah. I don't want DJ Chark. These are all just this is, you know what? The whole list after I would love to have Samuel back.
1: Oh, Jesus. It's not a bad player, dude.
3: I think the whole list That's after um Marquise Brown is basically who we're gonna get. <laughs> This is who we are destined to Everyone get
1: after right? Marcus Brown.
3: Yeah, like Odell no, or Beckham, or Beckham. after Beckham, Osborne and below. These are the people that we're gonna fucking end up getting. Deal. We're gonna be like, T-Higgins? oh, we got Donovan, People Jones, and Equianimus Saint Brown. This is a fucking Panthers team right there
1: is uh, T. Higgins. That's not that's not happening for us.
3: I think it's too much. Not much, too much money. I just think it's like this is that T Higgins needs to go to a team where he's, I don't think it's a good fit. And what I mean is a good fit because you get better with T Higgins, but you get the star player and are you going to fucking be able to make the most of him? I think you need, I like the Calvin. I like Calvin Ridley, Gabe Davis, Tyler yeah. Boyd.
1: And I think that like Ridley would be a good player for Bryce. Separator, fast went to Alabama. You know, I, I think that's a that's a doable sign for us.
3: All right, uh, let's take another call, yep. and He's then we gotta you. get back to Anthony, who wants what us. up
1: C three? It's
11: Nick from Seattle. What what up, Nick, love to this pod live, you guys are doing such a great job. Tony, and thank you, are. thank you, guys. I don't think anybody's changing position. Let's be real this this isn't Madden. Like Icky's been playing tackle his whole life. Jeremy chance has been playing defensive back his whole life. Like, these guys aren't Shaq Thompson. Shaq Thompson played every position for UW, and then during the draft process, he says, I'm playing linebacker in the NFL. If anybody should have moved position, it would have been Shaq, because Shaq has played the position at a high level. He played it at a D1 college. Shaq played running back in college, so that's a bad point. Hickey staying at tackle. He was top 50 in the league as far as tackles when grades go. His pass grade wasn't the best, but his run grade was pretty damn good. If he had a revolving door at left guard next to him, James Campen was reportedly the snitch of the team, so he probably lost a lot of faith there. Let's give Icky another shot. He was the first tackle off the board, and he would have been the first tackle off the board regardless. I mean, Charles Cross played like 200 less snaps than Icky, and his pass grade was only slightly better, but his run grade was much worse than Icky's. Let's just give Dave Canales and Dan Morgan, let's give them a chance to cook. Let's see what they can come up with because we haven't seen it. All of us who were here in 2003 know what kind of man Dan Morgan is. And in his opening presser, he had that same fire. You could see it. everybody's talking like the Dan laser eyes. Dan Morgan's going to be a good GM. I think he's going to be to us what John Lynch was to San Francisco. But the difference is Dan Morgan has roots here. He's a panther. Yes, he he embodies keep pounding, you know. I think he's going to bring that back, that heart, that fire we've been missing. I think him and Dave Canales is Pete Carroll too. We could use that. We got a young team. We need some fire from our coach who wants to be excited, who wants to get people going. And I finally feel like we got a little bit of that back. So I'm just excited to see people cook, to see what we can do. But I, I really don't think anybody's moving positions, especially not on the offensive line. I mean, you don't draft a tackle at six overall, and then two years later they say, right fuck here. it, we're moving him to guard. I mean, Robert Gallery went through two contracts before he got moved to guard. So did uh, that big motherfucker from the 90s that the Packers took. Uh, a lot of players. Yeah, I
1: mean, okay, I mean.
11: bring that rookie contract.
1: It's a good uh, call.
11: Keep up the good work, guys. Like, subscribe. Can't wait to hear more. Keep motherfucking pounding. Love y'all.
3: It's a good call because of this, Cody. Is Dan Morgan uh, believes in Icky? If you heard him on the radio with Kyle Bailey, and I don't think the Panthers have the luxury of moving him at this point. I'm sorry. I mean, I know it's easy for us as armchair GMs to say, we want, who's your guy? Who's the guy we like? the BYU dude, um, Brady Christensen. Yeah, Brady Christensen. I mean, I know it's easy for us to say, try him out at left tackle, but like you really would be, it's malpractice to think in, Bra- in Bryce Young's second year, who is under this, that you are just trying out a guy. They're coming off an injury at a new position. I just think it's going to be hard unless the Carolina Panthers aggressively and go get a guy who is a proven or a guy they believe is a proven left tackle. Yeah, I think it's like, just going to be hard to move him because I, you want to talk about this? substituting. How are you going to fill the void? Is really the question. And you're Christian's just believe, but yeah, but you're believing that that's going to automatically work. I don't. I think that's too risky. Is it, is it to more far
1: fetched than think than risky thinking to that? On. Is it more far-fetched than thinking Icky's going to work when it just seems so terrible on the back foot? Like Maybe, Tony, my fear is that it's going to be what we just talked about with Jeremy Chan, that we waited and waited and waited, and maybe he can be a great safety, and that'll be his future. And then it just doesn't happen. Then you're at the end of the contract, and you're kind of still wondering what position that he plays and where you're going to put him, and then it's going to be time to pay him at some point it's like, I would do this sooner rather than later. Okay. I know everybody well, says that because you drafted him at left think. tackle, that he has to stay there. I just disagree. I think uh, that's
3: a fair point, but I think the hard part, Cody, particularly with the offensive line, is that it's not just about Icky. It's about now who do you put at left tackle? Who do you put? And I know that you believe that Brady Christensen can be, it. he might be able to, but there's a lot of risks there too. Right. And I don't know if I'm willing to put all I would say this is, you know what, if they get in a camp and they want to try Brady Christensen at left tackle and they feel like he looks good. Then I'm, you know, like, hey, I just don't think you can go into the season saying this is our plan. And I think that's been the problem with the Carolina Panthers is like the plan is fine when everything fucking works. But nothing fucking works. Somebody gets hurt. Somebody sucks. Somebody does this. So what happens then if Brady Chris? You know, I I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Uh, I just good think call, the
1: malpractice is too strong of a word. Like that. Oh, there's you just can't do it. You can't okay. play him at okay. left guard. You just can't play BC at left tackle. I don't buy if you it. You went not into a vet, it.
3: Though, if you went and got a... Who's the guy from Dallas?
1: Who? The uh, Dallas, Dallas guy. He's like 90, isn't he? No, I mean, you know, light.
3: they said the same shit about uh, the Alex Whitworth guy that went to the Rams. They said he was too old. He fucking had three good years in him. They had. They said the same shit about who's the guy we got two years late. Uh, Okun. He
1: left Denver. People were like, oh, he's too fucking old. Then he goes. All right. All right. Three but let me oh, play God. devil's advocate, though. If you're, if there are players that don't want to come to Carolina, like a Stephon Diggs or a Mike Evans, then I can say the same thing about Tyron Smith, an older player. Why would Tyron Smith Money. want to
3: come here? Money, motherfucker. How much
1: are we paying Money.
3: him? A lot. That's I what left tackles don't... get. Left tackles get. All a right. Lot. But Let's then get... you
1: have to move Icky to guard. You have to at that point.
3: Okay. that's Yeah.
1: That's the only way.
3: I don't think you can. All right, we'll just keep going. Well, this will no, be a I mean, long hey, conversation. Right. Let's go along. Co- Is it going to be a conversation throughout Oh, oh
9: y'all, I can't take it no more. I can't take it no more. First thing first, I want to say, Greg, welcome back. Greg, you got to back me up. Boy, I can't take it no more. I said this day, in the beginning of the year that Brock, uh, I'm not Brock Purdy, Bryce Young, if they put him, if they would have had benched him, right? that he wouldn't be playing this fucking shit. I'm serious. And I said, if y'all start him, the same thing that happened to Zach Wilson is going to happen to Bryce Young. Y'all clown me. Y'all make me a villain. Everything. The only person that sat there and semi-agreed with it. He didn't agree with it all the way. But Greg, come on, man. And now he's looking like Zach Wilson. What? Come on now, I flew from Fort Myers, man. I made this take a long time ago, bro. I made
4: That's this not take the cop.
9: time ago, bro. Oh my God, man! Y'all got me feeling like Ray Lewis when I'm doing that dance in the end zone, man. Oh my God! Woo! Pull up on the receipt, bro. Pull up on the receipt. I think it was the first podcast I ever listened to, y'all. I first, I first call in, bro.
3: All right. Interesting. Well, you know what? Bed. We're going to we're going to keep going. But I guess the point the question then is, is did you do a disservice to Bryce by playing him too early? Look, is uh, and this is I don't think the physical comp maybe because Zach Wilson isn't very big. Right. He's not giant, but he's
1: he's like six two.
3: Six. he's more athletic, I think, than Bryce. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah.
2: I I I feel like he's just as
3: mobile. I think he's got a bigger arm, but maybe we could split hairs over that. But I think the real kind of analogy or parallel between this is what CJ Straub was saying is that our development is not just based on ourselves. You know, and Malik Willis, Trey Lance, they're projects, Zach Wilson project. You know, and when you throw them in, and the this is the not for long league, bro. You know, like we don't have pay. Look, you guys are already giving up on Mango. This motherfucker was a second round pick. You know they gave up on Zach Wilson. You know, that's the thing, is that and maybe that's the benefit of a guy like Jordan
1: Love. Yeah, dude, the Packers have proven the value in sitting your quarterback. I don't think it just means that they're going to be
3: good, though. I think starting Bryce was the best option. I I don't know. Maybe, maybe Dalton, okay, you didn't want to throw. I, maybe we didn't start him from week one. I don't think we have the luxury. Sometimes teams have a luxury of sitting these guys for like what Jordan Love did. But you also can't ask a guy like Zach Wilson to resurrect the fucking Jets when they've sucked habitually and he's coming from BYU. I don't know. I think we asked a lot on Bryce. That's my thing is I'm not down on Bryce because I think we expected too much out of Bryce.
1: Lou said you didn't finish the call. Is that
3: true? I didn't finish the call because he was just. Okay. He wants (laughs) to hear. All right. They want to hear themselves.
1: He said, I was saying what you're saying.
3: Okay. I know. All right here. Now we gotta listen to the whole fucking thing.
1: Oh, oh
9: y'all, I can't oh. take it no more. I can't take it no more.
3: On, let's see. Please fast forward. Sorry, Lou. This is my fault. I'm tired of shit. All right. Here I'll read the transcript. Sorry. <laughs> the transcript you know doesn't even get it right. Just you know what? I screwed you, bro. Uh thanks for listening to the show and thanks for calling in.
1: Lou, you're uh, the man. And you're right, yeah, Greg was right, agreeing man. with you. Agree. Yeah, that's the thing. And I, you know, props to Greg, though. If you were not a Bryce believer, so if you were someone like Greg, dude, this season was like a little bit of vindication.
3: Well, that was the problem as Greg became the battleground for what was to come. Greg was on the front lines of this. Because he, he went out there Madeline. and said something that people didn't want to hear. And then Greg looked for any verification evidence afterwards that he was right because he got attacked so much. Yeah. Right. And so the thing is, in your experience, you became actually the next person on this list, Cody. And that's oh, where yeah. you, and you're, when you're when you made the comp of Brock Purdy to him. That's where it is. That's what we see is this is the attack is this is that the attack is we just don't want to fucking hear this shit. And then then you're gonna find everything you can. Greg was on the front lines. Let's just give him credit for that.
10: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm back. I just first before I do the player comp thing, I want to give my like my stance on this.
3: If you say Drew Brees, I'm not fucking shitting blow on Brock Purdy.
10: I think Brock Purdy is a solid quarterback. But my point is is that mm. we're comparing these people to Bryce. When all I've been asking, no, for we're comparing is Bryce to, to them. See what Bryce looks like in an average situation. These quarterbacks with like, um, like Tua and Brock, they're in. They have the best w- offensive weapons in the league. We're not going to be able to give that That's not to the Bryce.
3: question.
10: That's why the comparison is dumb. Obviously, no, yes, it's not. It's hard for any quarterback to succeed in what we did last year. Even when um, Dalton was starting, he still didn't win. How is that making the comparison a lot of bad? On the yeah. roster. It's not. That's all I was getting at. Is like, yes, You're obviously, actually agreeing. my personal opinion, if Bryce Young was on the 49ers, I think he could do a better job than Purdy. Okay, fine, fine. fine, fine he could be better than him. him stating like, we're judging a guy.
3: No, and
4: we're not. Like, we're oh, complimenting.
10: Is probably Brock Purdy just based on the measurables. Well, I haven't even... It's, Brock Purdy's peak is being a game manager in the best offense in the league. I just want to see what Bryce Young can do in an average offense. We saw him in games where he had time, and he looked good. You're expecting him to do more than
1: Brock? My player
10: comp for him is nobody. You want to know why? Nobody. The best players to play in the NFL don't have player comps.
1: Oh, hang up. Right no, hang me. up. Move on. We Move, on. No, Move like, on. I don't want Bryce Young. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry Anthony. It. You're, You're not dancing Making You're- a better
3: case. And no. The point is this is no one is saying Brock Purdy is a better player than Bryce Young on a one to one comparison, right? You We're are saying- also saying you want to see him on the Dolphins. You want to see him on this. Yes. Brock Purdy has had the benefit of being on a good team but this motherfucker has exceeded his, his station what is the attribute that bryce young has all right so then let's say two of them, and then you know well, what I mean, you're gonna say it, is well oh if, if uh, it, he was
1: on the dolphins he would be better than two of five that, that, is, that is my point everyone pretty much agrees if you put bryce on san fran's team He obviously looks better. No one is saying that he doesn't. Wouldn't Tom Brady be great on San Francisco? Tony made the point earlier that you wouldn't compare him to Josh Allen for obvious reasons. He doesn't have the height. He doesn't have quite the mobility. He doesn't have the arm talent. That's what I'm saying. We're not comparing situations. Yeah. No one is saying that Bryce wouldn't have more
3: success if he was on the 49ers. No one's disputing that. What you're just talking about is a guy that has pretty good traits and is smart. Brock Purdy has a good enough arm to play in the NFL. Not an arm that goes, Oh my god, we gotta fucking draft this guy number one.
1: He's got enough mobility to I'm telling you this, this is a dumb comparison because we'll never have the weapons that they have. So then That's you're not the point. Saying, it's not about they, in that case, it might not ever be as good as a Brock Purdy. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe not I the 40s.
3: Somehow they're missing. They're so lost in their love. Yeah,
1: like like the Panthers won't be able to add enough talent for... Who
3: said Zach Wilson doesn't have a cannon? Yes, he does. Yeah, I can, saw that Zach motherfucker throw a 70-yarder on uh, in the yeah, air.
1: Zach has a cannon, but here's the thing. You can have a cannon. And still, George. Shit
3: football. Player. Jeff George, yeah. my one of my this motherfucker could throw a missile. That shit didn't have no arc. It just was. But like,
1: Anthony, sh- I'm sorry, brother. You have proven my point. Everybody getting upset at the bro- Purdy comparison doesn't have an argument to make. Like, you, We're you're, not you getting you on the show no to one, explain no one this. One we has, already
3: get your point. No Anthony. one
1: has yet to tell me why it is a bad comparison. What about it is He NFL...
3: said this? He refused to give a better comparison. He yeah, said, then, "Oh, because they're great they're... players don't have comparisons." What the and fuck they're... does that mean?
1: Everybody every NFL draft pro- process they do player comps. And they're not all spot on, but they're trying to compare kind uh, of uh, who we people...
3: remind you of.
1: Yeah, what comparing him to an existing player to look at what he might be under certain circumstances i think that this
3: is i think that the bryce young experience has and i know whoever was listening earlier said this fucking debate's getting old and we're still talking about it and now we're like um what i think is this is that these two things have intersected with personal interests and personal convictions so one is this, is we were so, not just we, I think a lot of people in the outside of Carolina was so invest, believe that Bryce Young was a lock special. Really reminds me of Alex Smith. Is that, that's what it was. Is this guy's going to come in? The NFL is going to be easy to this motherfucker. And they both, and, and Alex Smith struggled until Harbaugh got there. Yeah, but, yeah. but what I'm saying is this, is that then, You also have this idea that we didn't realize that Brock Purdy could be a good player in the NFL. Like nobody realized that. Not even the fucking NFL. So then this converges with two things, a belief that one guy is going to be great, a belief that you couldn't have ever seen this guy being good. And now they're button heads. And this is where, to me, the Tom Brady comparison comes. And you go, oh, God, Tony, you're already smoking shit when you said Bryce Young and Patrick Mahomes. Brock Purdy and Tom Brady. Tom Brady was a game manager until he was great. Yeah. And so Brock Purdy is going to be a game yeah. manager until he's great.
1: And it kind of wasn't even until Tom was in his 30s that he yeah. really started fucking chucking it down for you. I just
3: don't think... I think we should be celebrating how success, not we on this podcast necessarily, but Brock Purdy being good in the NFL should actually be heartening to us.
1: Yes, that is my whole point, Tony. Then, Bryce that is can the bottom and suggest- top of my point. That's the bottom and top of my point is that if you look at Brock and what he does well, you should say, yeah, that's what I want for Bryce. That's what it looks and like. It-
3: that he was the last pick in the draft because ours is the first, but you know what? Sometimes you
1: just got to eat it. And by the way, look at those archetypes. Look at the two people I am comparing him to: Brock Purdy and Tua Tagovailoa. Guys that are halfway mobile. They're shorter than average. They don't I have a big ba- I think Brock Purdy is
3: more better than Tua. I think Brock Purdy has better physical traits than Tua. I think Brock Purdy has a better arm and is more mobile.
1: Right. But, okay, if you want to say one's better at this or that, that's fine. I think Brock Purdy has –
3: I was going to say he's more athletic than Tua is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. I would say Bryce and Brock are more athletic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's what I'm
3: saying is Tua, I think, is even a worse comparison because he's immobile and his arm is not giant. I agree yeah. with Lou. Purdy greater than Tua. If you just look yeah. at, I look. Nobody here is disputing the fact that Bryce would be better on a better team.
1: Yeah, and people saying that, like using that as an argument, uh, that's how you let me know that you're missing my point. Because everybody unanimously agrees that Bryce would be better on a better football team, but and Purdy it- would be worse on a. Worst. Yeah. That's the
3: fucking point is the entire NFL is based on. That's what cams point is. There's only like three or four guys that are at a level that supersede that conversation. Dude, the moral right? of this story- there's only three or four quarterbacks and Patrick Mahomes is that guy. Unless Kelsey turns out to be the blanket. But my point being is this there are only a very few players that thrive in situations that aren't great. Look at any position, any position group. And Brian Burns is another great example. Mm-hmm. How many times are you gonna tell me this is how great Brian Burns would be if he was on a better team?
1: Yeah. Well, I think I made my point. Uh no, all right. The, we got the moral the moral of the story. Hey, find us a I, make, person. I make great player comparisons.
3: No, or maybe not. Yeah, that's maybe better than Tony. Story. Is Russell Wilson? I think Russell Wilson's a decent comparison, dude. The comparison is five broad. years ago. No, but mm-hmm. Russell Wilson was Brock Purdy five years ago, third round pick, played above. No, his I would team. say
1: Wilson had a better downfield ball. Okay, fine. Fine. But that's all right, Then again, and 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 I would say better. i a guy too. that played above that everybody
3: overlooked,
1: and is powerful too. Russ is thick. He's a strong dude.
3: Okay, all right. Let's get these calls in. Let's finish up.
1: Tony Cody was good guys tonight. What um, about Fucking oh, freezing okay. in
11: Florida right now, dude. You've got about fifty five degrees, and windy. Man, fuck this. is
3: freezing in. <laughs>
11: why I live green. down here. But um. Yeah, not really too much about the Panthers tonight. Um, you guys should go check me out. I uh, guest hosted on a um, podcast called The Horror Returns. Oh. We did a retrospective on Final Destination 1 and 2. Oh, wow. great movies. Good movies. Check them out. I and, love that um,
3: bitch that gets killed with the
10: airbag. I bag. don't know. I don't know. All yeah, right, guys.
11: Have a good night.
3: All right. And uh, I think this is the last call.
11: C three family
5: D Sanford, one more time. Well D talk about these receivers. I really like the idea of the Agnew kid, Jamal Agnew. I think that he has a high he has a higher ceiling than what they're saying. I think we should bring Shenault back. I think that there's a lot of things that with Canelo, see how creative he likes to put guys in the right position. I would like to see that. But I think that we're sleeping on Donovan Peoples-Jones. Okay. He is a very solid receiver that could break out. And um, He's our next are DJ chart. Are we not, um, thinking about uh, <laughs> defensive free agents or offensive linemen free agents? And if you know of some that's available that you think could fit with us and in the cap, what are y'all's suggestions? Hey, once again, I love every single one of y'all.
3: Keep pounding, love it. Thank you. Um, and you
1: know what? Well, I'm going first time.
3: Rice conversation to bed, and say this: Who gives a fuck if your offensive line sucks? You know Who gives a fuck about any of the comps, comparisons? Who's on a better team in this and that? If you don't have a decent offensive line. And I think Bryce Young can thrive behind. A, look, you didn't see fucking Tom Brady get sacked 70 times a year, 60 times a year.
1: Yeah. I mean. I'm sorry. Like, is this. The whole line is everything. Every, everything I starts with the trenches.
3: Seeing Bryce in the best position it can be. It's not about the weapons. It's about fucking making sure this dude has. He can fucking deliver it. We've seen it. He deals. He can deal. When he's got time. And yeah. that's where you're actually the Brock Purdy comparison isn't great. Not isn't great, but like it's like you would say, hey, this motherfucker can deal. But the problem is this I don't care about the. And going to Donovan People Jones might be a guy we can get. Go ahead and cross off. Maybe Calvin Ridley's at the top of the list. Gabriel Davis, little small for my taste, right? Don't want no slow ass Michael Thomas. You think you're talking about no separation? We're gonna get Michael Thomas. Don't want no crying ass Odell Beckham. A pa- Who do you want over here? And maybe he Little is. Little Jordan
1: Humphrey. How about this of the of that Eagles list?
3: Jones is the best one on the second page
1: of that. Yeah, of that list, Panther fans are gonna be very disappointed if it doesn't come from the left side list. Well, if, get if, ready. If, if, dude, get if If Panther fans get any name from this right side list, and with the exception of D and a few others, right, most Panther fans are going to be like, oh, all of these names are just like DJ Chark last year. You know what I mean? Yeah,
3: I mean, no, that's exactly right. I think People's Jones is, I would take that one over any name. I like Aguilar too, Old and Slow. It's kind of like adding Jason Avant at this point. Van Jefferson over it. Uh on page two, I think maybe he named the two best names on the list. Agnew and Peoples Jones. Well, who does Agnew play for? If they're both Browns, who's Agnew? Play Agnew
1: for? plays for the Lions.
3: Okay. Yeah. Um, we're gonna get probably like Tyler Boyd and Donovan People Jones or Marquise Brown and Donovan People Jones. We'll see. All right. Um
2: a lot of cool stuff we got a lot
3: of time to talk about all this stuff in the future what else do we got anything else we got um i i I think oh i did speaking of brock purdy this shit was crazy to me and you know what why didn't we pull this up when we were actually in the midst of this debate
1: is, I forgot all about it. You should reminded me that this,
3: this shit like, made me laugh too. This this guy at Digital Soy Boy says, "Just a couple of guys who couldn't possibly possibly have done it on alone." And then he's re-quoting, <laughs> uh, reposting this guy who realized that Rock Birdie looks like Lee Harvey Oswald. There's no By way, the way
1: you're Harvey only you're, you're only gonna understand that. If you're of a certain age, and even me, I'm. I, I Assassin, have, is this Assassin Cup? I'm saying you have probably have no idea that it's relating to JFK. Most people generally. Well, what were they know. thinking? What would they mean? that? What They don't know who. I Lee don't Harvey know. Do you, think, do you think JJ or Anthony know who Lee Harvey Oswald is? Mm, probably not. Yeah, probably. And that's probably fairer than it's a great like, joke, not knowing yeah, who Bill dude,
3: Clinton is or something. Yeah,
1: that's a great joke. Man, and, but look if at that. you them, know what happened? Were, for those yeah, who don't know, Lee Harvey a Oswald. Hall of Fame they, tweet. they say Lee Harvey Oswald killed Kennedy as a single shooter. But many, many, many people for many, many years have said that there was more than no one no
3: possible way.
1: Yeah, that there's no way that it was just one shooter. That, that fuck, pulled
3: this off. mafia, it's like there's a million reasons, but like what the most implausible <laughs> situation is the single su- shooter. So like yeah. when you tell all the fucking conspiracy theorists they're wackos, and then you go, here's what we say. Yeah, it's the like
1: guy- what, dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh maybe we're not the. Um,
3: you know what is uh we'll see if Brock Purdy overthrows his first shot, like uh. <laughs> Like uh, Lee Harvey did. All right. Um. Anything else on the list?
4: No. Do
3: you think uh, Travis Kelsey's is going to propose?
1: What at the Super Bowl? Yeah. Dude, he's a. Fucker. Do we
3: got anything else? Nah. This is all old stuff. Yeah, yeah it's
1: old um, stuff. All right. You ready to end the
3: show? Yeah. Let's up? ice some fools up. I got a, a lot of them tonight. Oh, and just to for fun, mind, yeah. So let's just funny. finish this show out in a fun way. All right.
1: all right, the longest-running Panther segment in all of Panthers podcasting. Yeah, where we know, sure. where we tell people to toughen up, ice up, get their act together. It's our homage to Steve Smith. It's time to ice some Ice up, son.
9: Ice up.
3: Our homage to Steve Smith, where we tell someone to ice up, toughen up, to get it together. What you got for us?
1: Uh, Yeah, so let's just ping pong. Um, If you're on a bike, and there's going to be kind of a trend with mine today. uh, If you're on a bike, dude, you got to watch where you're going, especially when you're hauling ass like this. Oh! Oh. How did two people fall?
3: Okay, they both hit the same shit?
1: Yeah, they both uh, didn't see that chain in the way. One more time. Oh, there's a chain? The yeah, look. Oh, they both hit the
3: same shit. Yeah, there's oh, like yeah, no,
1: no passing chain.
3: No trespassing on that shit. <clears throat> you know that. All right. Uh, this one made me laugh like a motherfucker. I got some fun ones. Or I think. I hope I got them saved up. This guy called this kid. This dad's fighting over his kid with the, the cell phone store. And uh, these guys called his kid a liar. No,
8: no,
11: you're right. Y'all want some nutty ass shit, man. He my shit, dog. I see where he get her from. Y'all want some real shit. i smack you. This
3: motherfucker you. said this. He said, I'll smack you. And then he lined up at this little kid. Look at this my little kid. No call my fucking hesitate. six-year-old son of a fucking liar. The fuck is you talking you
11: about, way, dog? You're
8: right. Y'all want some nutty ass shit, man. He my shit, dog. I see where he get her from. Y'all want
11: some real shit. i smack you. <laughs>
8: oh, oh, you better
3: fucking stop talking shit, brother. This little <laughs> kid fucking lined you up. He said, I'll smack you. And that motherfucker blasted him. Love
1: it. That's a ass kid. Yeah. Shout out to him, man. Smack that motherfucker wild. Uh, all right. Um listen, if you're gonna go and check out waterfalls, bro, don't stand too close.
3: Whoa, be careful, bitch.
5: Oh, oh, oh,
4: oh. Let her flow.
3: oh god, I hope she didn't
1: drown. No,
4: she didn't drown.
1: Oh, she's hurting though. Uh, oh, poor underneath girl, underneath it. Uh, just thinking of everybody. This Man, isn't an ice
3: it? up. This
1: isn't an broke, ice up. Good. Yeah, I mean it's ice up. Don't watch your step. Don't stand in uh, a wet, damp waterfall that could throw you a hundred feet. Uh, it, it said she broke ten ribs, suffered a collapsed lung, and fractured oh, her shoulder blade after. losing I was talking input. about
3: mine. This was a. This is a she
1: celebration.
3: Did you, did you see fucking Gronk with the minigun?
1: No. That does not look safe, bro. That that looks like at any second, that gun is about to fucking get away from him.
3: Gronk's the dude. That's a celebration more than it is an ice up. Go ahead.
1: Uh, This is my final one. Um, So, who deserves the ice up here? The birthday girl or the girl to her immediate left?
3: uh, the girl
4: Oh! oh.
1: I like girls, dude.
5: dude
1: that's hilarious to me um i uh who, who do we ice up the girl that blew out the camera or the little girl uh Damn, grabbing the other chick by her hair, shaking her around. World star. Um, I don't know. I, I'm gonna ice up uh, the girl blowing out the candle because sometimes you fuck around and you find out.
3: I saw. All right. I guess I'm not gonna show it. The Shit had me just tripping. I don't know why I giggled so hard, but it was these guys in a department store. And they were dressed as mannequins like they fucking, God, I even went and found it earlier tonight. Just I, bet the it. I know what video you're talking about. And they throw the shit at the lady which is walking by.
1: Yeah, I bet you I'll oh. find it.
3: God, I even went back and looked it up because I knew I wanted it, but I put it in the bookmarks. I'm in my bookmarks. Where are you?
4: Oh, did you see the it? dude that? Oh, oh yeah, I dude? got it,
3: I got it. Oh, did you see LeBron's toe? Oh no, I got, I got, I found my bookmarks. Did Those you the see
1: dude? the dude that that punched the the kid in the convenience store?
3: Yes, yeah, that's on my list too.
1: Yeah, then I then found they,
3: like, that. And walloped here. This one shit. This shit made me laugh. I don't know why this tickled me so much, but this shit just made me giggle over and over. These guys <laughs> throw this bag at her and then at. <laughs> <laughs> gulp. You hear him, and go. Look, she pushes his oh. face. Fuck y'all. You guys just threw this at me? Ooh. What have you guys <laughs> done? You sound like somebody farting. <laughs> oh,
4: <shit.
3: laughs> Yo, he's just a mannequin. He's, he's just, just a, mannequin. a mannequin. I don't know why I laughed at this, because they all go, <laughs> I think that's the funny part of them like trying to pull it off. That one made me laugh like a motherfucker. Well, hold on, we
1: might as well play this one then.
3: Uh, uh,
1: hang on, the one, the dude in the store, the dude that punched the kid. Hang on. Or pushed right him? Here. Yeah, he said they thought he was a mannequin or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hold on. So, here, I got another one I, if
3: you need a second.
1: No, I got it right here. All right. So this 55-year-old man
9: this shit is wild he, confused a,
1: he confused a four-year-old child for a mannequin. A gas blew, station. has got a mannequin build, a yeah, gas station? A, and how does he not see him moving?
3: <laughs> and why does he do that? Man, I like the dad that comes in here. Fuck you, motherfucker. Yeah, like I beat that old guy's ass, too. He deserves every bit of it. What the fuck? That's some, like, Nazi shit right there.
1: Dude, look, but the way he punched him.
3: He, like, face pushed what?
1: him. Oh.
3: Like an open No, hand I mean, hand. dude, he, he
1: balled up his fist.
3: I think he had it closed and he opened it. But either way, it doesn't matter. He got what he deserved. Yeah, Here, well, this shit, you want to hear talk about fuck around and find out, Cody? Yeah. This shit is wild. Oh my god, <laughs> god. <laughs> the music, but good god don't do shit like that the internet is ruined everything that's my podcast <gasps> oh no i got one last one this shit this is how old i am <laughs> oh, bro wait a minute
1: wait what last night i i
3: don't know i know this is how i looked at it too I was like, what does this mean? And then you got to get in the comments, right? To figure out someone. It's Hitler hot dog, your sister. Last night, I Hitler hot dogged your sister. This is what Hitler hot dogging means. The <laughs> oh, no, sexual okay. act that involves inserting a hot dog into someone's rectum, then eating it out while simultaneously. <sighs> No, no, no! You think that's bad? No, simultaneously know. performing the Nazi salute, saying "See Kyle,"
1: whoa! To <laughs> I mean, the world, I uh, do. I saw what the fuck? What the that's- fuck? I mean, like that's not even a real thing.
3: That's the C3 Panthers <laughs> podcast oh, no. by T by Carolina Cat where every Tuesday oh, night God. we chop up the latest <laughs> Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. I I dude, I was in the line picking my kids up. You know, you're like waiting and I was scrolling. And I was like, what is this? You know, because I'm not even really good at those picture comparisons. So I get in the comments, and that's what it said. <laughs> I said, What the fuck?
1: Dude, that's y'all just made up. like
3: y'all are just dumb. Oh,
1: I love it. Ice I up.
3: love, it. I love up. it. All right, uh, take us
1: out of here, okay Hey, man, this is the C three Panthers podcast. We'll find something, some <laughs> reason to talk for three hours. Uh, our ice up picks have just become people halfway dying and uh, uh, just uh, so, fun, demonetized
3: dude. for our Panther pick okay. uh, for ice up picks each week. Probably.
1: C3 Nation, we out of here, baby. Uh, oh, so Super Bowl. I guess we're picking. You're picking, I'm, uh, I'm picking
3: the Chiefs. I'm done picking against I'm them. not
1: surprised if the Chiefs win, but I'm picking San Fran.
3: Just
1: okay. Well, all right. We're out of here, Panther Nation, uh, until Friday at 7 p.m. for the Friday Free For All, uh, where you can join the show, be a part of the show. Uh, until then, until next time, keep pounding.